0: to hide no place to run no place to run the, mutant the mutant age mutant age has now begun
1: Today I have a trio of unique mutant gentlemen here in the studio. They're going to tell this audience and all the people at home how their powers got them banned from all of the mutant groups.
2: Wish my power was more appealing. Ever since I was a kid, I noticed people getting outbreaks all over their bodies around me, and even now I can't quite control it. That's why Wolverine called me Acne, and I think it was his healing factor that made the zit infestation go away. The other X-Men weren't so lucky, though. You should have seen how mad Colossus got when he still had pimples after he transformed.
1: Uh, I don't even know how people started calling me Barman. I just thought I had amazing alcohol tolerance. Turns out I can drink anything, even Everclear, and it doesn't do a thing to me. But... The problem is, I thought putting on a show for all the kids at Xavier's school would be fun. Xavier didn't think so.
0: Well, I tried to romance Mystique one day with my power, and she just threw my flowers away. I guess getting called bouquet is better than some other things she could have called me. But after I made my flowers grow out of the drains in Genosha, I got kicked out. Now, I supply Costco with all its flowers for minimum wage. I got chipped.
1: I have it on good authority, but Dazzler won't return your phone calls. Sorry to hear that, guys. I think that says better than anything you're not popular with the other mutants. Mommy, you okay? Mom!
2: Come with me if you want to live.
0: Theorizing that one could travel within their own lifetime, two old RPG gamer staff members stepped into the RPG backtrack time accelerator and vanished. They woke to find themselves trapped in the past, playing and talking about computer and console RPGs from the 80s right up to yesteryear, driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. Their only guides on this journey are other staff and players from RPGamer.com who they meet to help record podcasts that only their audience can listen and hear. And so, Phil and Mike find themselves leaping from game to game, striving to put right gaming backlogs gone wrong, and hoping each time that their next recording will be the one that leads them home. Welcome to the RPG Backtrack. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Mike Minky. And welcome to RPG Backtrack. This is your host, Phil Willis, and
1: your other host,
0: and you're listening to number 104, "Whom the Juggernaut Bitch." And we will be talking about if you, if you haven't figured out from all these references so far, you probably should just stop now. Uh, but for the rest of you, we will be talking about a lot of X-Men games today. We got X-Men Legends, X-Men Legends Two, and even. X-Men Academy, or no, uh, Destiny. God, I'm already trying to forget it. I just, I I, I played it from beginning to end yesterday, and my, my subconscious mind is already trying to shove it out the door, but we'll save that for a minute, and we'll even talk about some, some other um, old X-Men games. Yes, yes, we're going to talk about our titles- oh, yes, our and we Our title s-
1: shows that not everything in the third X-Men movie was bad, despite what the popular
0: Saying. No, no, I kinda well we we talk about. That we can get. But, but but uh let's let's
1: you as well they came out around the time
2: of these games.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk isn't there somebody else there? Oh yeah, Mr. and we have a guest. <laughs> we have a guest
2: tonight to help us out. Mr. Michael Apps Hey Hey you Call me by my mute, damn it.
1: you damn you really want to be known as Acne?
2: Okay, um and you, you know what? Michael Apps is fine. It's good. <laughs> I am just, just gonna call him App Man. All
0: right. Well, you
1: got to wonder if there are mutants with powers like that. <laughs> there are hundreds of thousands of mutants. They have powers of all the gamut. Of them. The good and the really really ugly. Uh, Probably a mutant with a power that he can make himself look uglier than anybody else. You know,
0: I think I hear Magneto calling us for a meeting, so we're gonna take a quick break, uh, go off to the Danger Room or the X Jet or something. And uh, no, it's the the Blackbird. Blackbird, The X Jet. Blackbird X Jet. Everything has to start start with X. X. Yes, they drive the X car. Wasn't it the X motorcycle in the movie? X cycle or something?
1: Well, it's not the X-Mansion. It's Professor Xavier's home in Westchester, but I guess it's the X-Mansion now.
0: Are you changing the name of this podcast to the X-Cast? Ooh, there's a thought. Oh, wait, the X-Cast. That means we're not broadcasting anymore. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> not fun. No, no. You
1: know what? While that would be tempting, I'm sorry. I'm the juggernaut, bitch! That just works.
0: <laughs> that just works much better. All right, so we're going to take a little break, step into the time machine, and we'll be right back. Hold on tight. Welcome back! We're ready to talk about some X-Men games and we're gonna kick this one off today... Oh, we'll we'll start we'll talk about the RPGs proper first before I go into my childhood uh, memories. Uh, we're going to talk about X-Men Legends. This was uh, developed by Raven Software. Uh, this was published by Activision It's was released on the GameCube, the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox in North America on September 21st, 2004. Of course, the one version that everybody played was the Engage version that came out February 7, 2005. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody really that's what everyone's on the everybody wants to hear about the engage you know, version, that,
1: you know that's right, Phil. that was the beginning. remember how Nokia was just this no account company until the engage came out now everybody uses Nokia phones,
0: right <laughs> yeah, absolutely they are just they're just all walking around with them and um wait, Nokia still exists, mm,
1: yes.
0: And looking at... Successfully, that's open to interpretation. (laughs) Oh, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, Engage, that's what we're talking about today. That was released on February 7th, 2005. A glorious date that we all marked on our calendars and celebrate annually now. This is a single and multiplayer action RPG. So, uh, yeah, X-Men Legends. Oh my gosh, super, super cool. So... Shall I
1: go into the plot since I've probably played it more recently? Where
0: do we start? The plot. Oh, well, yeah, they they all do sort of have a plot, (laughs) don't they? Not that any of (laughs) us were paying attention. But yes, Mike, go ahead and talk about the plot. plot. Yes, go ahead.
1: All right, so we begin with some faux CNN broadcasts depicting that, yes, the mutant problem is still there. And there is a mutant named Allison Crestmere who is being taken away because her parents have just come out and said, you we don't like this Allison you need to go learn to control your mutinism and right in the middle of New York well Mystique and the Blob snatch her away and it's up to Wolverine to kick the crap out of everybody in the way and get her back and Cyclops eventually helps out but you know it's all Wolverine show
0: <laughs> and the man time beam plus 15 damage Sorry, you mentioned Wolverine and Cyclops. You can combo for an anti-anti Combo! Combo breaker! I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there.
1: <laughs> so they get, they get her out of there. After beating the crap out of Mystique and the Blob, who don't seem to really mind, they just run off and spout off. And Allison winds up at professor xavier's westchester school for the gifted and she gets the crash course in what most of the people playing this game probably already know but apparently she didn't pay any attention to all of the events in the world of marvel before this so she does need the explanation who are the x-men what are their powers what are we doing here and what do you know the brotherhood of mutants is up to something and it turns out that somehow the u.s government got magneto onto i think it was an aircraft carrier and has been holding him prisoner there But that doesn't last long, and Magneto gets out, and he's up on Asteroid M, and he's got a plan, because he's got a gadget that will allow him to take control of the metal in asteroids and have them block most of the sun from reaching the Earth, which is pretty dangerous, actually. That's a pretty... Grandiose plan. You
0: know, Magneto never really thinks things all the way through to their natural <laughs> end game. That's, that's the problem with Mags. He just falls, he's got great intentions. He just wants mutants to live in peace, but he, he never quite thinks things through to the next logical step.
1: Which is that if you deprive the Earth of most of its sunlight, then uh,
0: it will run out of food fairly quickly. And which means that the mutants would die along with the humans, which he swears to save all. You know, I'm doing
2: this for the mutants. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be some mutant that can infinitely supply food or something. Wouldn't it
1: be
0: cool, a mutant,
1: that... or one that just makes solar eight energy or something? Uh, a mutant, a go.
0: mutant who grows nourishing fungi out of his armpits. He just hands the mushrooms, and that's what keeps all the other mutants alive. But he can never taste great. He can never take you a never bath. He can never take a bath. That's the key. And nobody really wants to be in the same room with them. It's kind of like one of those tragic pairs, like Rogue. It's sad, but but they need it. You know, just just think it out loud here. Just don't take my ideas, Marvel. <laughs> I said it first. It's recorded online. You can't steal it now. I'm sorry. I digressed. While Magneto
1: is being rescued by the rest of the Brotherhood and unleashing his plot. Allison is getting used to things. She's just standing around, listening, going into the danger room, showing off that, yes, she has a pretty impressive power, actually. Her power is to make magma well up underneath her which, and control it. Which,
0: I, you know, is only slightly more interesting than my mushroom idea, just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's fairly useful to fight. Not Throwing mushrooms at people is not as useful in a fight, unless you've just found somebody like my mother used to be who absolutely hates mushrooms. <laughs> Uh, and eventually she joins the X-Men and goes off to fight with the Brotherhood and the notorious government anti-mutant forces who have been bringing back Sentinels. Bastards. Sentinels are back. And even though Wolverine calls her Pebbles, her official <laughs> nickname is Magma. And we eventually get up to Asteroid M, and I, I don't remember exactly how that was accomplished because it, it involves going through the gigantic layer of asteroids encircling the Earth, but... We get up there, we beat the crap out of Magneto, we fight the leader of the Sentinel program who has gotten into something called Master Mold, which threw me for a minute because Master Mold I always thought was something a little different in the Sentinel universe, but never mind. And then Allison using her power stops Asteroid M from crashing directly onto New York City and creating millions of martyrs who would fire up the human race, and I am i think that I just summed up the entire plot there. There's a lot of
2: little moments along the way, but... That's the main gist. Mm. Okay. How, how about have you played this one, uh, Absor? It's been years, but yes. Yeah. Uh, I would I would say the plot was very comic booky, as it should be. As it should be. Well, you know, n-
0: lately they've been I-, I don't know. Every time I pick one up, it's so uh, they're trying to make it so down to earth that it kind of loses me. I like the more. Comic book you know, type of stuff. Uh, Shtick kind of got uh, out of Marvel once they started doing weird rap like divorces and stuff.
1: Well, you can tell that Joss Whedon did not script this game because Kitty yeah. Pride does not show up at all. She is mentioned briefly in a couple of the trivia questions, but that's it.
0: Yeah, she, she, um, yeah, you know, that's kind of funny. That's kind of the way it worked in, in, uh, that other game I played. What was it called? Uh, whatever. You know, that, that's, that's, <laughs> let's, that's, let's save that's, that. that's, that's pretty funny. But remind me to bring up the kitty reference. I just, just, uh, it's funny you should mention that. Um,
1: Making me remember when they took on the Brood with that question about where she got Lockheed.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the Brood storyline was the one that one of those Brood storylines, anyways, was one of the ones where I jumped on. my My father had given me a stack of like fifty comics, and it's the reason why I got into to drawing for as long as I did. And um, today I write a lot of fiction stories that you know are inspired by that form of storytelling. Uh, but yeah, the Brood had the comic that I got was where they were already uh, up to their eyeballs in Brood and some of them had been implanted with brew eggs or whatever inside of them so they eventually would turn into brood but they would have the X-Men's power so you'd have brood creatures firing off Cyclops beams and stuff like that Wolverine was the only one who, who kind of survived that injection uh, not only because of his healing factor but more importantly because of the adamantine skeleton which refused uh, the mutation It would you know his body wouldn't change because his, his skeleton was kind of the anchor and um, Um, And it left me hanging at that, that he survived, but how was he going to get the other X-Men through this or whatever? I I unfortunately was just left hanging because my my father had just bought me that one box, and at the time I couldn't afford to go out every week and get new ones. So, um, yeah, the, the brood were pretty cool um comic book goodness uh put your heroes with lots of powers against something even more powerful than them and see what happens uh even though half of it doesn't really make scientific or even logical sense so uh that's the x-men for you that that was part of the awesomeness so uh yeah yeah definitely it brings back the storylines There are just you know in this game was just pure straightforward uh inspired by the early 90s the
1: the significant intrusion into uh, shadow king's realm which is there. Oh. And it allows you to, pr- to fight as Professor X for a little while because it's oh, taking yeah, place in the subconscious. Right. Or...
0: Oh, right. Now and, I remember that. And that, that. means yeah. you get to
1: hear Patrick Stewart do put downs at the enemies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That. Yeah. That is. You, that...
1: you fought bravely.
0: Um. So the the, uh, the 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 game kind of set up action RPG it kind of uh you control one person but you have a four party team you can uh swap them out I mean from within those four people you can easily swap between the the four of them on the fly and and you will because doing one all the time just gets kind of boring um not to mention there are a a couple of cute environmental deals in there where you might need a, if i remember correctly where you might need iceman to throw a, an ice bridge or something like that
1: Yes, you will need Iceman several times. It was, and if you don't have him, you better go get you him. You better go get
0: him because you're SOL. Um, yeah, there was a couple of situations where if you just didn't have one of several particular X-Men in your group, you had to go back.
1: Let's- once Allison joins you as magma, she can also make bridges. That's that's nice of her.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, there's I think, um, yeah, there was a couple of solutions there depending on yeah who you're playing at the time. But I mean, it would be it it, it was possible if you accidentally just took B, you know, Colossus, and I don't remember if Beast was playable, but um, you know, if you just he wasn't this one. Yeah, if you just took a bunch of ground guys and didn't bring a bridge builder or a flyer, you you could get kind of screwed.
1: Um, well, if you in this one, I noticed that your AI people and the guy you're controlling have this amazing propensity to fall into bottomless pits. (laughs) And that's... So if you don't build that bridge, you might just find that the other three try to follow you and they all fall off and die and then you have to go back to a checkpoint and revive them. And is that
0: the only way they do die? Like, I don't think they die from enemy damage if the AI is controlling them. They, They do. They do.
1: But it's not instantaneous. They won't unless you somehow manage to find some enemies who are so incredibly strong that they can take out Wolverine in one shot.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, but it, yeah, it's really, yeah. Mm. Some of these games, first, some first of these...
1: The thing is, some of th- I didn't usually die to the enemies as much as I would die from bottomless pits. Bottomless
0: pits, yeah. They're, they're the X-Men's worst enemy. Screw Magneto. Oh my God, it's a pit! Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, That's really funny when, say, Rogue or Storm falls into a bottomless pit. Apparently they forgot how to
2: fly. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, also, these... it's also fun to throw your friends in the bottom of the pits. Yeah, uh, that's and, kind of a limitation of the engine. You don't
0: really fly very high. You more like float off the ground a bit when you have a flyer character. And don't you have to usually put points into it for it to even be doable?
1: Yes. You need to have Storm learn to fly by putting points, by putting
0: into, points it. into it. And it, don't just put one point because she'll use up her energy way too fast. You're going to have to invest. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, she just kind of hovers up there for like only like a few seconds and you're out of mutant energy. So... um yeah, so it's an action RPG, uh, kind of think, uh, maybe something like Diablo, but a lot faster. Um, you're going, through, you know, you'll see the enemies on there, you'll go up there, you run up there, you'll do some uh, attacks, you can uh, you can do the shoulder buttons or something like that, and one of the other buttons to activate some of your various mutant powers that you will learn and level up uh, and power up as you go through. You'll learn new ones, and you'll have the uh, ability to put points into them and, and level them up, and you'll never have enough points to do everything, so...
1: Oh, you might. Yeah. If you well, I got to I think about level thirty-eight by the end, and that was with extended danger room sessions. But that means if you want to reach, say, level a, a really high level, then good luck. You're going to be at it a long time. Yeah, this is,
0: but this is one of those games too where you could play through. I think you could take the same party and play through again. You know, like you probably a high, can. you know, and, and can. enemies would be a higher you, level. I know you yeah, can't can do
2: that. I, I know some of them. Uh, Actually, it might be the entire series that some of the harder difficulties aren't even open right away. Right?
0: Yeah. So um, uh, that would be, you know, the idea. Not that I ever felt compelled to play through any of these more than once, um, but uh, that option is there. So. Um,
1: well, let's let, let's do a quick character rundown. Oh
0: God, we'll be here all night. There's like a
2: gajillion. <laughs>
1: We already mentioned Wolverine. Anybody who doesn't know who Wolverine is, uh, you officially get to turn in your geek card and never, ever try to apply for it again.
2: Oh my god, who's Wolverine? I'm oh, he,
1: yeah, he's he's just an animal that wanders around. I think it's <laughs> Wisconsin, I don't know. I think more
2: importantly, anyone that doesn't use Wolverine <laughs> at some point in this game should turn in their geek card. Well, good, I don't, I don't to have play. to
1: do that, because I definitely used Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah. Although of course you have to enable his healing ability. That's, that's <laughs> really funny.
0: well, you know you you don't uh, you don't expect it to work right off the bat, do you? <laughs> and, and I think it starts off real. And when, when you put a point into it or something, it's like really slow. It's like holy f-
1: yeah. You, you get to stand there for a while and wait for him to heal. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, you probably want to pump some points into that early.
1: So. so it, I don't think we need to address Wolverine. Everybody knows who he is. I don't want to be here
0: all night, Mike.
1: <laughs> okay, Rogue. Rogue is in there. Jean Grey is in there. Cyclops is in there. Again, we're not going to address this because you know who these people are better. Nightcrawler, he's in there.
0: I have to say, one of the cool things about Nightcrawler too is he does teleport around pretty cool, and we use his big power. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. We use it's so fun. Use his extreme attack or whatever the hell it's calling. He just starts teleporting all over the screen, just kicking everything's ass. Um, it's not the most effective in terms of damage, but it's just so much fun to do and watch. Uh, yeah, it is. Why wouldn't you?
1: Although he is really good in the second one, but we'll get there. <laughs> Let's see, Colossus, he's in here. Ice Man, he's in here let's see storm Damn, I already have to check and see who else was in here well there's there's Allison and magma is actually a good character I liked her She's yeah really she strong. was quite useful not just for the bridge building but for the fact that her attacks really hurt
2: yeah it's a shame being a new character I'm sure a lot of people you know did their best not to use her at all or as little as possible but yeah she was definitely useful and in the and story segment liked... she
1: come she came across as a, a fairly pleasant character not deep but
2: yeah I mean I liked you'd her. think that using You'd think using a new character in a game that's kind of like an all-star collection of X-Men wouldn't be the best idea?
0: Uh, I think it was... I mean, obviously... Uh, you know it was to really introduce people who i, I don't know where they would who, who who these people are who actually had never actually heard of the x-men understood things like the mansion and had never read one of the cajillion of new student stories so this was supposed to you know provide a gateway and you know the whole kitty pride story's been done to death so i i guess they just went with a new a totally new mutant there and i think she really is a a, a mag magma i want to say she was in um oh my gosh new mutants i want to say for some reason, I'm gonna look it up now. Uh, and that was a that was uh that was a comic series, a, a, an X-Men spinoff way back in the '80s, and it uh, and it ended, I think, after 100 issue. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll look that up. Uh, any more on the list there, Mike? While you look that up? Oh yeah. Well, we've got Gambit.
1: You don't uh, get him until fairly late in the game, but Gambit's cool.
2: Yeah, Gambit is is uh, always fun to play, especially you know because he's got great dialogue as well.
1: That's true. The Raging Cajun. Yeah, she uh. she
0: what she she definitely uh yeah is a is a character in the comic book. So maybe she <laughs> isn't that new. I'm trying to find out for a fact uh that she and I want I want to say 99%, I want I just about bet 20 bucks that she was well before the for the game. Hmm. Yeah, because in Age of apoca well, that could have been an Apocalypse in Days of Past. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find what comics. Oh, yes, here we go. New Mutants. Um, New Mutants number eight. Wait,
1: Days of Future Past, the movie that's coming out next year? No, it was a comic series long <laughs>
0: before it was a movie, son. Okay. um So, yeah.
1: I just had to, sure, because that is a movie coming out next year.
0: uh Yeah, part of Quicksilver in it. Okay. quick so is that all you care about is, quick, so. is anyways yes she was part of the new she was part of the new mutants uh which came out uh originally in the early 80s december 1982 so she showed up in 83 i believe she wasn't in the first one maybe she was um but yeah so she is kind of doubt that she's just a very lesser known character because
2: oh well that's cool then you yeah. even know that
0: yeah i just yeah long time ago i remember she did she did yeah she looked a lot different but she was in there
1: there's so many X-Men comics it's
0: hard to read all. There's of so them. many freaking mutants and superheroes. I mean, this is a the, there's uh you know I I made up my own superhero. You you can't come up with original powers these days. Marvel and DC literally have a thousands and thousands in their libraries and they've thought of it all and made it a trademark at some point. But I figured my combination of powers and equipment and race and everything else was kind of original. Well, after I've been drawing it for like 10 years, a friend says, "Oh, that looks like Doctor Light too." I'm like, "Dr who? Doctor Light Two from DC Comics. Well, I was a Marvel boy growing up. Never heard of no Doctor Light Two. Doctor Light One uh, is this old creepy guy. Whatever, nobody likes him. Apparently, Doctor Light Two was an Asian female whose powers were very similar to my character Wildlight. And uh, did it have to
1: be named after the Mega Man guy? Yeah,
0: after the Mega Man. How weird is that? Dr. Light. That's just that's just how many these freaky people there are with these powers, and you just can't come up with anything original. Uh, there's a whole um, there's a whole article about uh, from one of the you know from a Comic uh, creator about how greedy Marvel and DC are by basically coming up with every idea that they can possibly come up with and trademarking, copywriting every single one. So, you really, you know, if they wanted to be mean about it, you'd have a hard time making up something that didn't infringe on a copyright somewhere. Anyways, go go on. I digress.
1: Yeah, Let's finish this. Did I mention that Storm is in this? Because if I didn't, I'd better. And everybody knows who she is. Psylocke is in this. You get her fairly late as she's just wandering around in New York and you save her from Sentinels and then she joins you. Beast you can play as. And what do you expect? Beast is really good at hitting things and his his special attack is to have a satellite blast from orbit (laughs) what's in front of you. Um, Emma Frost, the White Queen.
0: And her super special attack is she just rubs her hands down her bra and all of the other creatures just stare and watch while the other X-Men beat them up.
1: Some of the creatures aren't human, so that means... You know, that's how powerful oh, got... she is.
0: Yeah, I mean, that her how... her beauty transcends gender, transcends race, <laughs> it even transcends whether or not you're organic. The robots even stop and watch.
1: If you know anything about Emma Frost, you know that woman has a reason to be proud of her midriff and to be showing it off all the time. Um... But yeah I seem to recall most of her powers involving well you can make the the enemies just stand there while you hit them. See, and they told don't you do anything about it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, am I forgetting anybody? I, I
0: didn't really play her a whole lot because you, I I'm mostly an old school fan. And in the old school book, she was always uh pain. She was always with the Hellfire she, Club. she she and then now she's all goody too. She's sorry. I think she's married with Cy- married, married Cyclops, Cyclops because so. you know Jean. Oh, it's this convoluted storyline about him. Jean Grey getting uh, jealous because Emma had a brain moment with Cyclops, and you know that's you know if every woman got pissed and divorced their husband every time they had a lustful thought about something, whatever. I'm telling you, there no one be married.
1: Hey, hey, Scott's got the horrible problem of both the women in his life—they're telecon they're psychic. That's not good. Yeah, yeah.
2: This is not a good problem to have.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've covered everybody, unless I'm getting somebody massive. But you know what? That's a pretty good cast.
2: Yeah, I'd say it gets pretty much all the classic X-Men. Oh, in Jubilee! And- I
1: forgot Jubilee.
2: Oh yeah, that's because we never used her. I did use her a few times. Sucky.
1: <laughs> I used Jubilee. Sucky. She looks totally different than she did in the 90s cartoon. She's no longer wearing the banana yellow raincoat.
0: The banana yellow raincoat. Yeah, that was pretty funny.
1: Taking taking advice from April O'Neil with her fashion. But she was pretty good, considering her power is more or less to make a light show.
2: Yeah. yeah I'd say it's a pretty well-rounded cast and covers most of the fan favorites. Unless you're like a big uh, Kitty Pride fan, I guess. I was a
0: big Dazzler fan, but she wasn't in there.
2: Well, yeah, I, I don't oh, know what Josh Jubilee's
0: was- kind of close. No, no. Jubilee sucks. Dazzler's got class. She's got roller skates. Just saying. How
1: about Angel?
0: You know, Angel, Angel was hilarious. I mean, in the early comics, it's like, what are you on the team? Oh, you can fly. You, you, your power is to fly. It's like, you know, next thing you know, and I think they had it in, the, in the, It's like, that's a really sucky power. And you kind of think that it probably couldn't get any, I mean I mean, of course, everybody would love to fly. But when that's your only, only power, it, it, it just uh, is just kind of yeah. Uh, I mean, you yeah, had Iceman turning all kinds of things to cool to ice and Cyclops punching holes through things. and
1: Yeah, Storm can do more than just fly. Yeah, Rogue can do yeah. more than just fly. Lie. Yeah, so
0: so later on I I want to say it was the new mutants going back to them again. One of them had the power to read any language. And you were just counting well, the Oh, so useful. You were counting the That actually
1: is in the Star Trek universe. You no longer need the universal translator.
0: You've got this mutant. <laughs> and, and so you were counting the number of issues until she died and she did or he did. I think it's a she. You know, but I mean it was just it was like, really guys? But yeah, yeah, that was Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. So that's your list of, of mutants here. And, and so you, you go through, you can, uh, you you go through, you got attack buttons, you got light attack, hard attack, you got special powers you can use. And then you got combos. Who wants to talk about combos? Combo. combos. Combos. Because you can use the shoulder buttons to activate your team members' attacks. So if you time their attacks while you're doing your own special attacks, it'll do extra damage or any extra XP something, something, something.
2: And
1: the announcer,
0: and does, the does, announcer cool. does the cool thing.
1: Combo!
0: Which is the real reason to do it. Because nobody cares about... It's like, you've done 15 extra damage... Okay, what, what, you know I'm hitting this guy so fast, that's the difference between him dying in 2 seconds or 1.8 seconds. I mean, do I really... No, but... The announcer man is like, it's like uh, what was that? Uh, killer combat or something. Uh, killer instinct, killer instinct, combo breaker. You know, that's, that's like, I think they got the same guy. He's been out of a job for a while, so we're going to get him. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and and you get you get to pick up and equip items don't you mike and money and stuff yeah, you do yep. that's what really makes it an rpg guys that's the only reason we're really talking about it because
1: well that and the fact that you have, to build, you up, levels. You have to build up your powers <laughs> You gain- i mean if you don't go in there and organize your powers then you will never learn any <laughs> you will never learn to have wolverine use his adamantium slash and you will never learn to have cyclops use his beam <laughs> And you will never learn to have Rogue absorb energy from the enemies she's fighting. They have to learn it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Metroid. At the beginning, you just lose all your powers. You just... <laughs> You know, and, but the worst part was they they didn't even come up. Like Metroid usually comes up with an excuse of why Samus has lost all of her suit's powers or whatever. At the beginning, you have to get them all back again. They didn't even do that here. You're just wondering why why Wolverine doesn't heal.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to grant it that because otherwise you'd be able to blow through everything until the end of the game. And
0: You know, that, they could have made it to Earth. If, you,
1: if I think about it too hard, my mind will break. So let's not.
0: <laughs> I mean, they could have. Could have made it to where they worked weekly or something. I don't know. They could have saved Wolverine
2: till the later part of yeah, the game. Yeah,
0: yeah, could have saved him when, yeah.
1: Instead, he's the first guy you control. With no healing. <laughs> With no healing. You're just yeah.
0: running around wondering why he doesn't heal. It's great.
1: Wondering why you can only hold 10 healing items at a time at the beginning of the game. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: You got to love artificial arbitrary limitations. They're great.
1: But once you hit, but once somebody hits level ten, you can hold fifteen. Well,
0: you know it's better, I guess. In later games, uh, they decide as they continue to. Uh, I, I guess we're not talking about the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, but uh, this this not show, tonight, not no. tonight, but uh, in later games where they just try to strip away more and more of those RPG mechanics, you don't even get to hold healing potions. You just you just hope somebody drops some red bubbles for you to suck up.
2: <laughs> well, I mean to be See, fair, I... some action RPGs have moved to that too, so it's not. It's not like it was moving more towards uh, just a straight-up action game, some more RPG-type You know type what nobody seems to be too. doing anymore?
1: Nobody is having you knock over trash cans and eat the food you find under there to recover your health.
0: Well, No, but, <laughs> but you could you could destroy a lot of crap in this game, and you'd find healing yes, potions. Yes, you could. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome.
1: My golly gosh, and how are you able to smash so many things in the aircraft carrier without sinking the stupid thing? <laughs> You can even smash the very walls themselves, and behind them you see, um, well, more walls, only they're bland and they look like unaltered polygons with no textures, because I think that's what they are. (laughs) And if you try to smash everything in the game, you're going to be there a while.
2: Oh, yeah. At some point, you just need to stop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you you just have to realize, okay, most of the things will not have anything for me to take, so I don't need to break them. Though when you do need to smash a wall to get from place to place, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, well, let's see. Oh, yes. I forgot about the sojourn into the sewers so that you can play with the Morlocks repeatedly and beat the crap out of Marrow.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of different settings um, in the game. They, they keep. And the Morlock
1: Healer, voiced by Ed Asner. Because when I think of X-Men characters, I think of Mary Tyler Moore's boss. <laughs>
2: Huh. Hmm. Still
1: I don't know, maybe he just needed the work at the time. Up was still a few years away.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Uh listen to this. Originally uh Magma's uh the the one that was created in the comic books, uh, her real name is actually uh Amara juliana Olivians Akila also um also known as Allison Crestmeier. It's a fictional character. Da, 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 da. So I uh, yeah, she where is she originally from? Rome. Hmm. From the fictional country of Nova Roma, New Rome, a colony of the Roman Republic <laughs> reportedly founded shortly after the just, uh, death of Julius Caesar in 44 BC. Well, there you go.
1: Wow, I, I think I think some stuff was changed for this game. She
0: disguised herself as a Brazilian Indian and first encounters the new mutants, discovering her uh, powers when Celine throws her into a lava pool as a human sacrifice during a violent conflict. Um, re reemerges with superhuman powers, demanding vengeance, and she battles Celine. So yeah, there you go. Why didn't we get that beginning? Mm. We should. That would be so much. That would be so much more awesome. Think about this. You just you you put in X Men Legends. You stick it in there. The opening scene is you're playing some chick who's in some country you never heard of before, New Rome or whatever. She's tied up, and there's a bunch of guys like you know swinging her into this big old volcano and this in, Yes, we're sacrificing you to our Rome god. <laughs> but then you rise up and you take vengeance upon the person who threw him. No, might as well go ahead and take vengeance on all the villagers. And that's how you learn to play the game by just destroying the entire village (laughs) that would have been a lot more fun than oh let's go to xavier's that might have required
1: more than a t rating (laughs)
0: yeah that that would have been hilarious oh and she fought emma frost a lot anyways i got stuff to stop well
1: that's not unusual emma emma picks fights very easily (laughs) depending on which incarnation you're reading of course now that she's the leader of the x-men she's supposed to be above that
0: (laughs) So, I mean, overall, this is a, you know, this was a very, uh, a very beefy game and a very fun, uh, fun game. I guess I should say it felt very fun because I had my expectations set so low. Maybe You know, you see a (laughs) licensed game, you immediately figure it's going to be crap. Without the license, it's okay. I mean, if if it was just by itself, I I don't think the RPG mechanics are as deep as some of the other um, action RPG deals that are out there. And I don't think it would have held my interest uh, to the end. But, um, you know, combining the license with an average slash somewhat mediocre somewhat fun game i guess i think by itself it might be a 3.0 or something but you add the license in there bumps it up to like a 3.5 or so
2: yeah but i mean it uses the license because <laughs> it uses uh, it
0: well yeah yeah that's what i'm saying yeah,
2: it, it it you know whereas some of the other licensed games you play are just bad you know this not, one, not that those. we know of
0: anyone's like those and <laughs> we're not talking about any of those tonight because all the games we're talking about is awesome games
2: but no, it knows how to use the license. It knows you know you know the developers knew kind of a good cast to get in there. They uh, go to yeah. A they variety got Patrick Stewart to voice Xavier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know they go to a variety of different locations and they fit in a bunch of different villains, which is cool. So um, yeah, yeah, you fight you, know, you
1: fight Pyro, then you fight um, well, there's Mero. And I never read the part of the comics where Marrow appeared. All I remember is that she was in Marvel versus Capcom two and kept getting my kept losing for me.
0: <laughs> Run that by me again? Pyro?
1: Marrow. Oh, Mero. Yeah, oh the, the Mero, Bone the,
0: Bone Chick lady. Oh. Warlock yeah. leader. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to yeah, I was pretty good with versus Capcom. Yeah. She's not too bad. Not half shabby. Mm, have fun with her. Well compared to
1: compared to Roll or Dan, I guess. Um uh and I I actually had to work a little bit with the final boss but because the enemies were so generous with giving me extra health power ups when I was fighting Master Mold that didn't too challenging and having the danger room accessible at every save point means that you have no excuse if the enemies are whomping on you you can just go in there (laughs) clean some danger room clock for as long as you want it's the danger room I I don't really understand how the money and items you find in the danger room are able to come with you out of it but maybe I shouldn't think about that
0: (laughs) they're tech bits Yes, tech bits, bits. but
1: they are used as currency.
0: Well, you know, okay, okay all right so here's a little here's a little tidbit um i mean originally the danger room was just um, a bunch of machines i mean in the original x-men comic books it was things like a a flame thrower would just pop out of the wall and try to shoot one of them while they bounced around it or our hurdles would pop up out of the floor it wasn't it wasn't the what's it called the hologram Holography. room that it is today what happened was um in dealing with the um those uh what were those monsters we were just talking about the aliens Brood? yes well they they got involved of all that because of... um uh, Cyclops' father is part of a space armada uh, with the Shire, so uh, an alien race that, for the most part, pretty good people. Ever have you? Anyways, the the Shire and the X Men form a relationship, and the Shire lend uh, a lot of their technology to the X Men, and that's how they came up with the with the Danger Room today. So here's the deal: you've got this Danger Room; it's built with technology far beyond you know anybody's understanding, including even the X Men. They just know it works, right? It's like the Apple iPad; it just works. So they go in there, they program stuff and they beat the living crap out of that room right with the holograms and stuff some of the, you know some of that damage yep. is going to hit the walls it's going to hit the computers it's going to hit the mechanics that are going on behind the holograms just think of it as like computer dandruff you know as you're chipping away the walls and stuff those tech bits are just falling down like dandruff off of somebody's head and, and that's what you're collecting and taking out of the, the room and you're bringing it back to beast or forge or whatever and you're like hey look at what I got lots of tech bits well will you uh, make me sell me whatever something technical for my character see It's logical. You just got to put it together.
1: Okay. I'll I'll buy it. Sure. Why not? Unless we forget, once in a flashback, once in the present time, you fight the Juggernaut. And the flashback is when he's just smashing through everything in his path, trying to get to Xavier in the mansion. And the present time is when you're on Muir Island and he's trying to get to Forge. And I actually lost that the first time because, well, watch out for the Juggernaut. He's the Juggernaut.
0: Yeah, don't get in his way.
1: So you, you better make a point. Smack up the juggernaut and fast, or else he will crush Forge to bits. That's bad.
2: Mm. You lose.
0: And uh, it uses, if I remember correctly, um, it uses cell shaded graphics for the characters. So I think, I so. think so. So that was – I remember it being somewhat style stylistic, even though we are talking about PlayStation 1, which tends to be you know lower – Lower, wait, 2. PlayStation PS2. 2, 2. Xbox and Game Yeah. Just think of what I'm this sorry. would look and, like and i sorry, and I was one. looking at engaged screenshots, so, you know. Just, oh. Yeah, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, okay, are there any differences between the versions?
0: Um, yeah, you get different, uh, there's um, some slightly different optional characters in each one, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe I'm thinking of the second.
1: One. Well, I know there are in the second one.
0: But other than that, there wasn't anything you know substantial.
1: Actually, I can probably come up with one. If you played on GameCube, you probably don't have to suffer through the load times on PS2. Oh, definitely not. And they are some fairly hefty load times, so that you can admire all of the character art that is provided for you to look at during the load screens. I played it on
2: Xbox, and the uh, load times weren't too bad there either. Yeah,
1: I don't remember. I haven't played enough stuff on Xbox that I remember the load times very well. (laughs) Oh, I played Orta and uh, Halo the most on that thing anyway yeah you, you get to marvel at the character arc which seems to display that every woman in the cast really really likes to show off her midriff <laughs> except Psylocke Psylocke does not ha- have a bare midriff interesting
0: and Psylocke's got issues I mean, I mean, in the comics, I think- she's like she's English, but then somehow I forget the storyline. She becomes Asian, and then the Asian and English part of her physically start having to fight clone or something. Or it's really effed up. Um, yeah,
1: her mind got transferred into an Asian body, and somehow the skills of that mind stayed with the body. I. I don't Hmm. pretend to understand how that works.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little convoluted.
1: So instead of just having telekinetic powers, she also knows how to fight like a trained ninja. As we all know, English women constantly learn how to fight like trained
0: ninjas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well and i am uh, yeah yeah so and, uh, oh and, and then i have the comic where you know because she would rely a little when she became uh asian with those fighting skills she she would become a little bit too um, what's the word i'm looking for she enjoyed the thrill of the physical combat just a little too much being more of a psychic character so she would oftentimes put herself into danger unnecessarily because she liked the thrill and in one uh in one uh, deal she gets into a fight with Sabretooth, and guess who wins Ends. Yeah, your ninja skills don't save you. Let's just put it that way. Now, <laughs> Yeah.
1: No, e- even even Wolverine has to take Sabretooth seriously because they've pretty much got the same power base.
0: <laughs> so, anywho, we should move on. So, uh,
1: And the voice of Magneto is Tony J, who you would recognize as the voice of the Transcendent One in Planescape Torment. Hmm. And who was also the voice of Shere Khan on Tailspin.
0: <laughs> and who is now <laughs> dead, unfortunately? Tailspin. Aww. Sorry, you, you did the song. I had to say it. Oh, tailsman hey, Oh, 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 oh. I'm not.
1: I'm not gonna accompany you because I'd get it just messed up. <laughs> we've seen that before. Yeah, I think. I think we've covered most of it.
2: Yeah, it's a very entertaining licensed game. Yeah, yeah. So go out and play it. it.
1: What a, a licensed game that uses the license well. If it wasn't for the license, people wouldn't have paid much attention to it. And,
0: and it. and it is a very solid game. And that's an important fact to bring up. The game is solid. It's not buggy um what else the graphics are decent for you know it's time in the system that it's on um and it's very beefy um you could even say it's longer than six hours for example um just just pointing yes, out some facts if you
1: try to complete all of the danger room missions say and there are a lot of them then you and if you want to try and do everything then you might just be looking at a good 30 hours or so which is for for a brawler type game very
2: beefy yeah
0: yeah so definitely uh you know did a good job on this one like i said i was i was pleasantly uh pleasantly surprised i was expecting the worst and and got something that was pretty darn good
2: so
1: does that do our thoughts
0: jive with yours mr apps oh absolutely
2: uh i had a lot of fun with this game especially multiplayer i mean that's you know, right
1: you i did not get to play it multiplayer how is yes. that
2: it's fun, except for the occasional time. We can throw friends into a bottomless pit, but, you know. Yeah, and uh, and
0: sometimes when you're both on the opposite sides of the screen or something, you can get the other person caught, like on a solid yeah. object or something. And, I, I, yeah, it can be a little frustrating at times if you're not careful. But for the most part, it's pretty fun.
2: Yeah, it, it's a good time. I mean, you know, now that, you, you know, after playing this and having actually had a good licensed game, you could say, well, you know... They could probably make an even better action RPG with the action license, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. There, it, you can't really, I guess, focus too much on wanting something even better when we've had so much bad. And it's good to get just something that's really fun. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, um, I, I don't think there's all that many licensed, like, RPGs out there, so, uh... There are
1: other X-Men games, but, yeah. aside from the ones on the Genesis, and they're pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, and I never tried the ones on NES, for a good reason.
2: Yeah. I, I, mean, oh, I for t- me... I,
1: I did try the one on Super Nintendo, whatever, that, that one where you play with Psylocke and Gambit and Wolverine and a couple oh. others.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God, that game... <laughs> Uh, and that's yeah. all it deserves. <laughs> X-Men
1: Legends is much better than the Super Nintendo game, whose name I'm not remembering, but it was designed by Capcom, and that's just
2: sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as RPG fans, I think there's a lot of properties we love to see as RPGs, and this is one of the cases where we actually got that, and it actually turned out quite well, so uh yeah. It's, I would say, any RPG-loving X-Men fan who hasn't played this game really should dig in. And it's really cheap nowadays, too. Yep. Hmm.
0: So, uh, yep, uh, definitely uh, go out and play it and have fun with it and blow things up. And hmm. I wonder what... Uh, combo! Combo. <laughs> yeah, Combo. Everyone's got their GameCube line around. Gosh, it's like five bucks to get a used GameCube version. <laughs> yeah, you can play that in most Wii's. Just, just thinking out loud, hanging out. Know. Let's see.
1: I, I have this funny feeling that there won't be much load time issue. I, I think the GameCube was one of the best systems for load times.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Nintendo is, or at least somebody at Nintendo is obsessed with having no load times because that seems to be the reason they stuck with cartridges for so long. So let's. Well, I, I
1: thought, I thought there was also a, a factor that uh, Nintendo was still kind of burned from working with Sony. On that thing that Nintendo pulled out of and Sony brought to the market, you, you might remember it. Yeah, I think it started with E and ended with Station, and there were some letters in between. <laughs> and Nintendo mostly did it because he couldn't control the whole thing, and then just decided, well, obviously cartridges are still the way.
0: So let's move on.
1: Yeah, let's because let's. Let's. the only
0: thing better than 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 a legend is a legend too, right?
1: I don't know, Phil. The only thing – I think you're talking about the apocalypse. Yeah.
0: I mean, come on. How awesome is that? Apocalypse. Come on. Everyone's dying for apocalypse. (laughs) x-men legends 2 rise of apocalypse <laughs> this was developed by raven software and a whole bunch of other people depending on which version you're getting published by activision this was released on the playstation 2 in north america on september 20th 2005 on the gamecube pc and the xbox in north america on september 20th 2005. with well, us the same playstation portable psp you guys got your version on october 19th, 2005 and of course the most important one of all the engage version October 31st, <laughs> trick or treat you decide. Um, yeah, I think it was a treat. Um, anyway. so uh- hey,
1: if you if you own an engage, that's actually a treat. What else was there on the thing?
0: not a whole lot but uh yeah yeah so in uh in x-men legends 2 we take this a step further why play just the x-men when you can also play the brother i mean the brotherhood of evil mutants i mean come on i what they do is right there in their name i mean if you just heard the and, and- name x-men you wouldn't know exactly what that means x could stand for anything but we your brotherhood of evil mutants
2: yeah, and you know that means you can have in your party, of course. Toad,
0: what everybody's looking for. Finally, you get to sling uh, your tongue around the whole freaking. Scarlet screen. Witch,
1: you finally get to play as Magneto's daughter.
0: Yeah. No, I'm thinking Toad, really.
1: And you and you can play Magneto. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, so far, you guys aren't convincing me that this is any better than... I mean, Toad is awesome.
1: Juggernaut.
0: Ooh, that's close. The juggernaut wins again. But does Juggernaut have a tongue that goes all the way... Doesn't he whip the tongue around the screen? Remember that? Whips it around the effing screen. Come on! It doesn't get any cooler. I don't understand what it is with these people when they say, "Hey, let's let's let, let let's sit down, guys, and come up. Now we're gonna put we're gonna pull all the X Men we have like 30 years of X Men comics and X Men villains. Let's pull together the best 20 or so and and give the fans what they really want. And somehow Toad ends up on. How does that happen? How?
1: He was actually pretty decent as a fighter. I know because
0: his tongue went around the screen, but I mean, <laughs> I mean when I saw the when I saw the list of of characters, first of all, I was a little disappointed when I fir-
1: Why not Pyro? If you're going to Brotherhood, why not Sabretooth? Thank oh, you. Oh cuz he's cuz he's Wolverine clone more or less. Uh,
0: I would have done with Py- Pyro would have been awesome and 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 yeah, Pyro would have been How cool. about Mystique? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess she's okay.
1: I, I don't know exactly how that would work. Only if you got
0: the movie version yeah. of her, though, with, like, the one that doesn't wear anything. That would be cool <laughs> Um Yeah, no, we got Toad. Well, I,
1: actually, I do know why not Sabretooth, because um, he has to be abducted by Apocalypse at the end.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And that's why you can't have Emma Frost, and you can't have Quicksilver, and you can't have um, uh, 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 the fourth one he takes you actually never see in the game. You just hear about it.
0: All right, all right, Mike. Take us through the, the plot and then I'll take us through the characters. <sighs>
1: okay. Well, there was a blatant foreshadowing at the end of the first game with Apocalypse watching somewhere as the X-Men saved the day and vowing they would not enjoy it for long. And what do you know? The beginning of this game finds that, yeah, Apocalypse has just conquered Genosha, booting Magneto and the other Brotherhood members out. And... Now Apocalypse is searching for four mutants with very, very specific genes. And in order to... He has some plot that these four mutants are key to. But you won't learn what it is until the end. First you have to go through a Genosha. <laughs> then you go through the Savage Land where Beast is kidnapped and eventually returned to you. Just me. Something is
0: different about Beast
1: that you learn.
0: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he coughed up a furball. ball. <coughs> Damn, I spoiled it for everybody. I'm sorry. I get excited. Poor
1: Hank. I, I didn't think he deserved that. And you go from the Savage Land to several places in Canada, which is where all of Apocalypse's factories are. Yes, his nuclear plant is apparently in Quebec. I don't whatever. And the factory that is making his infinite armies of workers and soldiers is in, uh, I think it was Manitoba, but I could be wrong there. And then you get through that, and Emma Frost is taken! And then you have to save New York, which Apocalypse has conquered. Oh, and by the way, he has taken some time out to uh, blow up Professor Xavier's mansion. And you save New York. And he he took Angel, by the way, and turned it into Archangel. So beat the crap out of him.
0: Yeah, that's why I didn't say anything earlier. So finally, uh, this happened in the comic too, more or less, and, and and you know because they somewhere along the way they figured out this angel character really sucks, and you know <laughs> we need to give him some decent powers that mean something. So yeah, we took away. Well, now
1: apparently he can just shoot feathers that yeah. that are made of uh, metal at you. Yeah, then. they yeah,
0: replaced they replaced his he, apocalypse replaced his normal wings with uh, metallic wings, and uh, they shoot out um, like like uh, blades type of thing. Though I always wondered to myself, um, does somebody reload those every day? I mean, where did they come from? I mean, they don't grow like feathers, I'd imagine. Uh, He's got some sort of techno virus thing going on. Uh, But I digress. Keep going.
1: Yeah, I should mention that before you fight Archangel, who would be the fourth horseman, you have also fought Abyss. Mikhail Rasputin, and I don't remember what they, he's what his uh, codename is, sorry. He's Colossus's brother, and you have fought Holocaust, the other three horsemen of Apocalypse. And then the last phase takes place in Egypt, which is more or less where Apocalypse was born some 5,000 years ago. And you find out his fiendish plot. After beating the crap out of Dark Beast and bringing him more or less back to Sanity... And you find that Apocalypse is using a fiendish device that takes the powers of the, of the mutants he has kidnapped and augments himself with them. And provided you can go through the steps, and Apocalypse will make it pretty clear what he doesn't like. Don't use my device. Get away from my device. Get away from that power generator. Then you just might be able to beat him. And as a direct sequel, there are several question marks. What happened to Magma? What happened to Psylocke? What happened to Jubilee? I don't know.
0: Uh, they all went on a ladies' getaway. They were actually on, uh, you know, the uh, Destiny cruise lines and just having a good time.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, why is Bishop here? I remember Bishop. He came from the future. I I think that deserves some explanation, but no, he's just here. No, nobody ever bothers to address that. Why is Sunfire here? I, I don't know. He's just here. Why, why is the Scarlet Witch oh, right, right. here story... we never talked about her in the first Storyline.
0: Any more storyline?
1: Unless you want me to go into details on it. No, no, because I'm
0: about to go into details here, okay? okay. All right. I, 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 I kind of mentioned this before, but I'm really pissed at lineup up here. I still am pissed. Even when I read it again, I get even more pissed about it, okay? So, I mean, again, we have all these different things we could pick from. Now, you think you would have gotten more. You get a core 15. Uh, you know, you get up to 18 or so, depending on the version that you're playing and, uh, and what you unlock along the way or whatever have you. But uh, the core 15 here. Yes, you're right. Bishop. What the hell? Who cares about Bishop? I don't care about Bishop. I don't want Bishop. Who comes up with this list? Okay, so we have Bishop... I like Bishop. Oh, come on. You're talking about the—
1: Nightcrawler is really good in this game. We're
0: talking about the top 15 here, and this is the best we can come— Okay, so Colossus, Cool, Cyclops, Gambit, Iceman, Jean Grey— and Nightcrawler, Storm, and Rogue. So you got some of the, you got some of the core people you brought up from the first one. Why in the world they just can bring over all the first ones and add to that? I don't know, but that's, that's what you get. Okay, so some of these other guys. Yeah, Sunfire. Let me, let me just tell you a little about Sunfire, okay? I'm gonna read this right from Wikipedia, because I can't put it into better words myself. Sunfire is a temperamental and arrogant Japanese mutant who can generate superheated plasma and fly. Not suited for teamwork, Sunfire was only, a briefly, a member of the X-Men, and has kept limited ties with the team ever since. What the hell? So we're taking this guy who just shows up in cameo appearances once in a while because nobody really likes him. There's much better and more charismatic flamethrowing mutants and stuff like that. Hell, You can bring back Starfire or whatever Uh, whatever her name is, but uh, Firestar or whatever. Uh, Okay, moving on. All right. So, oh, yes, yes. You got – you got – Toad. God, Lord, come on. Really, guys? You're killing me. You're killing me. Oh, my goodness. Scarlet Scarlet Witch who doesn't know whether she's coming or going. Her mind is – this is the lady. This is the lady who, personally – squ- Who
1: instituted the House of M. Who instituted
0: the House of M and, and managed to what? Uh, totally eradicate a cajillion mutants on her own? Uh,
1: she didn't kill them. She just made them not mutants anymore.
0: Yeah, whatever. Okay. You know, uh, this, is, this is silly.
1: Because she was mad when everybody kept fighting after she made mutants on top of the world
0: uh, yeah so um, I- you can unlock deadpool which I guess some people
1: you have to beat the game to do that
0: which I guess some people like him
1: Uh, you you do get to beat the crap out of him at one boss fight and he's not that hard honestly and
0: I never really cared for him either so yeah Um, we got oh but we got you can get Iron Iron Man Man. who's not even what the hell what the hell guys come on come on
1: Uh, actually I think Tony Stark might be a mutant just because of the sheer amount of alcohol he pours down but that's that's questionable
0: Uh, and then of course what everybody wants to play in a fighting you know action RPG Professor X. That, that's that's what i come on guys come on you no no now if you got the psp version you could also get uh uh cable cannonball uh x-man and my personal favorite dark phoenix uh, now that that kind of, you know if i can go around and just blow the whole you know world up like she does then sure now hook me up
1: uh yeah what is the limit to phoenix's power there really no
0: not me. really any that's why they all pretty much had to gang up on her um you got on the pc version you finally get Pyro. You had to buy the crappiest version that no one played to get Pyro, the coolest bad guy on the uh, Brotherhood wait, of Mutants. Wait, you,
2: the crappiest version that no one bought. So you're saying it was in the Engage version? Oh well,
0: that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who are the
1: excuse, exclusive characters for the Engage?
0: Beast. Poor Beast. Did he really deserve that? You could have swapped Toad out with Beast. Just, I don't know. Saber, two thoughts on I'll the PC gi- version. I'll give it
1: this because Beast is in some plot moments. That's why you can't play as him. But You can't even seriously. engage. Was it that hard to rework?
0: Hmm. Anywho, so okay, gameplay very very similar. There's been some tweaks and stuff. I think they got. Do they still have? Yeah, they had healing potions in this one still.
1: Yep, and they st- and you, the amount you can carry still goes up yeah. as you gain levels. Um, there are some enemies here where you need to use certain moves, like the pop up or the whatever it is, the the sweep or else they just take damage really really slowly oh and here's a big change I noticed this you could throw things (coughs) in the first game but it didn't do much damage here if you chuck a box at people it'll do over 100 damage
0: and some deadly boxes
1: or some barrels or some jars what have you and if you've got somebody who can pick up heavy things like rogue or sure not then yeah just chuck things at people it works (laughs) unless your damn teammates get in the way but at least it doesn't hurt them
0: I think, um, so I think one of the gameplay differences that bugged me on, on this one, I mean, there was definitely some improvements. There's a couple steps.
1: Oh, 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 and Phil. If you put certain people together, the announcer will tell you that you just done a good thing. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, if you put certain certain teamers, like if you put the classic X-Men together, I don't know what exactly it says, but it would say original team or classic X-Men or whatever have you. If you stuck a, a if you Cyclops put Gambit, and
1: – Yeah, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Gambit, and Rogue, then, you, then it says double date.
0: Double date, jeez. And I
1: think you get – I think every enemy guarantees – a health drop at that point, or something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 that, that came uh, that became more fleshed out in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. But yeah, it's in.
1: And if you put the Brotherhood of Evil together, then you get more experience. Yeah, at least that's what it told me.
0: And so. Um, so okay, so my 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 my, my issue with the game with uh, some of the RP mechanics on this one is in the first one you would be swap. I mean, what you, you got this you got this pool of characters, right? It's a freaking twenty hour game or so. You're gonna wanna you know play with all of them, right? With the first yeah. one, when you would swap them uh, swap them out, let's say you had you know Wolverine sitting on the bench for a while, and everyone made up to level ten. When you brought Wolverine off the bench, he'd be like level eight or something like that in the first one. He kind of kept up a bit, but in this one. It feels like he's in cold stasis or something. I swear, because yeah, you bring him off the bench; everyone else is level ten. He's level five, and 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 it really matters in this game.
1: I didn't notice it that much. Actually,
0: oh, it was a yes.
1: Now, okay. Did you swap I out a lot? This part, Phil. Did you swap? Were you yeah, a swapper? I, did. I, swapped, I swapped a fair amount. Are you swap. Everybody stayed. Well, no, not. <laughs> God. Let me think. By the end of the game, I think I had Rogue and Gambit at level forty, and my lowest level people were about level thirty. But it, yeah, it does make a difference because. the equipment you get so much of it is tied to level can't equip it until you're the right level and the game starts giving you stuff that you can only equip at i don't know level 35 when nobody's yet reached level 35 so somebody you don't have in the active team uh forget it it's gonna be a while yeah so so for that on that basis yes i will completely agree with you
2: um but if you level up the juggernaut why would you need anyone else I just,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Juggernaut wins again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, so I remember stick with this one. It was more like, well, for those two reasons, the one, the fact that I really didn't like a, too many of the characters. So I just would, would pick a, you know, out of those 15, I would pick, you know, four of the six that I actually liked and uh, just stick with them because of that, in the, um, the experience issue, I swear. Um, well, Magneto can make bridges this time around. <laughs>
1: He just pulls up some random scrap metal and bam, we got a bridge. Uh, or, or you can have Iceman do it again.
0: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, the ones who are on the bench, I think they do earn on some. I don't know what the exact formula is or anything like that. It's not like they're totally frozen. It just felt like they were... When I brought them in, they were, like, really behind. For some reason, I just remember feeling it more in this game than the other one. I just remember it being an issue, making me go, err. it might have been because I stuck with that. One group of four six, so the other ones really fell behind. 40 to 30 is a pretty big gap. I think you'd feel that if you did bring those other people off the bench. It,
1: yeah, you would. You know. I, I just liked Rogue, so I used her a lot and, and that's gambit gambit kicks ass so you want to use gambit
0: yeah it just as i'm saying it's like for a game that gives you all these toys in a toy box to play with it just felt like it it punished you if you were actually playing with all of them because you're gonna be spreading the experience around it, it seems like it would have made more sense just to go ahead and you know just have everybody who you have in your party just her anybody you have anyways picked up from that point on the bench or anyways just earn all the same experience that would make i don't know maybe maybe a little bit slower anyways that was the only thing well,
1: uh, it's also because I use the Danger Room a lot and sometimes the computer will just pick teams for you and I didn't really feel like switching them out because again, I played it on PS2 with the load times god darn it
0: yeah, you just have to be very patient because yeah, it's yeah Uh,
1: here, I want to praise something about this game the fights with the Four Horsemen and Apocalypse, they're pretty involved You, you actually go through multiple stages and you don't just get to beat the crap out of them you have to think about what you're doing a little bit with, a, with Abyss, when you fight him, yeah, you wail on him for a while, but then he runs away and, and he gets onto a blimp, and you get onto another blimp, and he throws bombs that you have to throw back at him, and then he sucks you into himself, and you, I guess, have to blow up bombs within him that somehow explode Abyss without you getting caught in it. Don't ask me to explain that. And then, when you fight uh, Holocaust, he's doing it with these three ex-pupils of Emma Frost, and they're just being annoying jerks. And First, you have to beat the crap out of them, even though they're they're casting extra images of themselves all over, some of which you can't hurt at all. And then Holocaust pops up, and you have to take them out one at a time, or else they'll make him invulnerable. And with Apocalypse, well, you first have to uh, wail on him a little bit, and then he'll activate the device, and then you have to use the device yourself to gain the power to smash your way through to its generators and take out both of them, and only then can you beat up Apocalypse himself. And then he'll revive the four horsemen to help him out. Because he's Apocalypse, he's a jerk. Nobody named Apocalypse is a nice guy. So, yeah, I just wanted to praise the boss fights, even the ones like Omega Red or Lady Deathstrike or, what else is there? There are a bunch of them, but most of the ones that don't take place at the end of the acts are just here, I'm going to show up, speak some lines, and then you're going to kick the
2: crap out of me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is is uh, definitely a little bit tighter gameplay and definitely some improvements. It's definitely worth playing. Oh Most yeah, surely. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, I mean, you get to play as the Juggernaut.
0: Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. <laughs> hmm.
1: Oh yeah, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> And Patrick Stewart's back as Professor Xavier.
0: The way nature intended.
1: <laughs> hey, the man just fits the role to a T.
2: Yeah, I remember when that movie originally came out. It was just like, um, yeah, it, it seems like he was kind of born to play this role. He was just so perfect.
1: I don't know why Tony J. couldn't be brought back to voice Magneto, because the guy they got, he, just sound, he doesn't sound like Magneto to me. He sounds like some kind of generic person. Uh, bad guy who is not the leader of anything (laughs) you know a henchman not not a leader of any bad guy team
0: Hmm. okay well definitely
1: and yeah uh it's it's certainly i i finished pretty much all the danger room missions i went around and made sure i got lots of the yes to get iron man you have to find four uh distress signals in each act and only then can you Rescue him from where Apocalypse lured him to another dimension with a beautiful woman.
0: <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, that, that'll work. It's
1: Tony Stark. Yeah, why not?
0: Superman has kryptonite. Tony Stark. Uh, you know, a, a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels would have also worked. Just <laughs> Just saying.
1: I think Apocalypse had just created a beautiful woman From his infinite factory or something So whatever, so whatever. <laughs> And if you have found all of the distress beacons Then you have gotten all of the pieces of Iron Man's suit In the earlier acts And now you can give them to him and he will fight with you Yay.
2: And
1: you know what, he's actually pretty good
2: well, If he's anything like he was Because I uh, obviously did not Take the time to unlock him If he's anything like he was in uh, Ultimate Alliance uh, Could definitely seem Being quite useful
1: well, he's got a variety of abilities, and I'm sure if I felt like replaying the game, then I could have pushed his power into the stratosphere. Apparently, <laughs> he is so powerful that with those robots you fight uh, in one of the acts that do a little bit of damage back to you after hitting them, he can hit them so hard that he will kill himself with the backflash. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah,
2: that's uh, pretty strong.
1: Um, and the music in this one... I, I noticed it a lot more. It's a lot more standard video game music-y instead of background film score-ish. At least that was my impression. That's pretty nice, though I didn't remember much of it.
2: Yeah, it does the job.
1: And in the first one, the only music I remembered is that the, the electric guitar really gets cranking when there are enemies in the area, and then it just fades back to <laughs> mood music when everybody's gone.
2: Yeah, I always wish they could fit the uh theme song to that old X-Men cartoon into one of these games somehow, but
1: Yep. Oh, but I don't think Fox had any role in this and The copyright lawyers would have had a field day. Sad. Apparently Colossus is kind of buggy. I have heard that, but I didn't use him much because he seems kind of gimped from the first game.
0: Yeah. I still remember the arcade game where you press his mutant <coughs> power and he just goes roar and like you know like you know like like somehow him turning into the steel somehow unleashes this ball of energy around him that wipes all the enemies, which is totally nothing like the comics. But but hey, we need a power that's flashy, so that's what we're gonna do. That,
1: that's the one you get replenished every time you throw in another quarter. That's yeah. That that will hurt everything. That's even the bosses.
0: That's the uh that's the one where that's the
1: Just like Wolverine gets that ability to shoot a sonic, sonic boob out of
0: his claws. Yeah, that's the game where it hurts to use your mutant powers. That's that's the funny thing. It's like, oh, if you're out of those little energy balls, the next time you press your mutant power you lose like a third of your life. It's like, I don't
1: remember even being able to use them after you're in the Yeah,
0: you could you could chunk you could eat up chunks of your life, but if you were already low on life it wouldn't let you use it. So if you had full life or over half, you could use it and it would chunk up a you know, eat up a chunk of your power. The balls allowed you to use the power without chewing up your life but you only got like one of those every board or pumping in court well of course so
1: otherwise how are you going to yeah how are you going to support konami's bottom line yeah
0: so yeah so anyways x-men legends 2 rise of the apocalypse so many different ways to play that one um definitely worth picking up yeah
1: Were the was tony stark also on the gamecube and xbox did those get any unique characters
2: uh, I think it was just the yeah, just PC, just the PSB yeah that had different characters and the main console ones were all the same.
0: What about the N Gauge? Well, nobody cares. Yeah, about nobody cares N-Gage. about the N Gauge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember you got to play Beast. Remember Beast. Wait,
1: I I see on Game that there is a mobile version of this. I cannot see how that oh,
2: could work. Oh well. dear.
1: This is not a game I would want to do with
2: touchscreen. Uh, all
0: righty, we need to move on. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We've had too much fun, and now it's <laughs> Are time we gonna to move go
1: on. back to the back to the distant past or to the recent past. One of which you like to remember, and one of which you would prefer be purged from your mind forever. You know,
0: I'll talk about the past during the final lap, since Technically, they're they're not what we consider RPGs. Um, oh, we'll, okay. we'll we'll stay with the main RPGs here oh, in, the, in the in the uh, main segment. So yes, we're we're ready. We're strapped in. We we're. Taking taking... Taking a deep breath. Have you played this one, by the way, apps? No. Okay. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, no, I, no, I don't no. know why not.
1: But hey, we've got Adrian's review
0: on the site. <laughs> yes, everybody go read it. Um so yeah, we're gonna talk about your destiny. My des my destiny, I should say, was to lose this Saturday. I will never get back again. X-Men Destiny, <laughs> developed by Silicon Knights, published by Activision. Shame shame. Anyways, uh this was
1: Silicon Knights. Yeah, sil- Silicon Isn't that the company that made too human? Beats me. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Another, a game that I seem to recall also not living up to its potential, but I don't think in quite the drastic fashion this one did.
2: No, I guess the developer actually was more focused on a different project while they made this game. And it showed, apparently. Yeah,
0: so X-Men uh, Destiny, this came out on the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, the Wii, and the Nintendo DS. Um, yeah. Uh, this was released in North America on September 27th, 2011. And uh, this is a beat 'em up action RPG. Now, it's called a beat-em-up action RPG because after you get done playing it, you want to beat yourself. I mean, uh, this is a um, single-player game. So, uh, in X-Men Destiny...
1: Ah, uh, yes. the multiplayer was a completely superfluous aspect of x-men legends
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not exactly sure what they were trying to do with that but anyways um x-men destiny so um in this in this game uh yeah i i thought like 15 different ways to introduce this but uh i'll i'll try not be too silly tonight um so in, in X-Men Destiny, you are put into the role of, of of a new mutant who will end up joining the X-Men or the Brotherhood of Mutants. So you mentioned before, Mike, about a little concern with, why are we playing Magma? Who's this Magma chip? We should just stick with... Well, you know, she actually was an X-Men, just a rather obscure one. But who wants to play X-Men when you can play totally one of three totally unknown... Something somebody thought of when they woke up in the morning that is totally uninspired and yeah when you have all this rich it's history bad. of yeah we have this rich history characters you get to pick between these two guys who pretty much look the same to me for some reason one looks like a football jock and the one looks just a little bit less jockey. and and the Asian chick who slightly reminds me of Jubilee so uh, that is at least she, she sort of reminded me of an X-Men so I kind of went with her and then once you choose your X-Men you get to choose from one of three different power sets one had to do with shadows the other one energy projection which since I'm going Jubilee that's what I'm going with and the third one was uninspired something about gravity make your body hard and dense some kind of boring crap so energy protection I won't blow things up let me stick with that and uh, and whatnot. Now, now in, in X-Men Legends, we talked about how as a new mutant, uh, you were eventually brought back to the mansion and set through the paces and trained. You probably found that a little drawn out and boring. Wouldn't it be much more exciting if instead as a brand new mutant who just discovered her powers today, you were thrown right into the action and eventually going up against the biggest, baddest enemies in, in X-Men history? I mean, because that's what every new person does in their first day, Right.
1: Well, yes, that, that's called Trial by Fire. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what the whole Kitty Pride story was. She ended up having to play a part with, with a Juggernaut. Oh, we
1: forgot. Kitty, Kitty Pride was there briefly in Act 4 of Legends 2. Mm. You could talk to her in the ruins of Xavier's mansion. You still couldn't play her, though. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see her phasing through enemies and just shorting out robots and one, but nope, no, nope,
2: mm. can't do it. Yeah, that sorry. would have been a lot of fun. So, um... I'm sorry,
1: Phil, but I, I, I just had to talk about something pleasant.
0: Uh-huh. Well, well, there's some pleasant that's here somewhere. Anyway, um, the the st- the story is uh is said as okay. So get this. There's the story starts off with there is a Cyclops on stage with this government guy whose name Reyes. I, I actually remember the name. Oh my God, uh, uh, Louis Reyes, who is representing some arm of the government that runs and uh, a, a, a military force that is generally known for rounding up mutants and stuff. But but him and Cyclops have have come to an agreement, and this is a. Mon- you meant to this occasion there's going to be speeches so people are gathering out front now what's really funny is when you first boot up the game it sets this stage and provides some of the backdrop of how you know mutants have been persecuted and stuff like that and the X-Men have been through some rather traumatic things and the such and, and they're no longer got the X-Men so I guess like, that's why you don't click the beginning training deals uh, and whatever have you but but it, it, and so now th- but now it looks like there's going to be some peace and there, there's going to be some hope and now Cyclops is going to be shaking this guy's hand so it's really funny is when you're picking those three characters at the beginning the jock it says clearly under his bios that whatever the hell his name is bob let's just call him because i don't really care uh bob uh knows nothing you know he wants to be the he wants to be an nfl football player whatever the deal is he knows or cares nothing about mutant things and i believe the stage is set to where none of these guys actually know they have powers yet so why in the hell is he at a mutant reception i I have no idea he's standing there holding onto his football (laughs) holding it like it's some sort of baby and petting it you know and he's at this rally where you know there's a 99 percent chance magneto or someone's going to show up and and crash the party anyways why is he there i have no idea but i'm playing the asian chick who also has really no great reason to be there because her story is her father sent her away on a boat um again i give him plenty of reason to believe she doesn't know she has powers yet i could be wrong but the impression i got from the story was when she was on the boat being sent away from japan her father sent her off her father is clearly a mutant because he walks away and lights up like magma um but she's being sent away, uh, and then when, when all hell breaks loose, as you know, it's going to suddenly her powers emerge and she saves people and stuff because the, you know that's what every new mute they just got great control of their powers and they start saving people right away. <laughs> so th- it's about being in control of your destiny, right? So, um, it is. It is. Uh,
1: how how can you doubt that? It is. The instant you gain powers, you know how to use them whole, uh, without any exceptions. Without
0: exceptions, and you you know you got Emma Frost in your brain right there from the beginning, telling you to take a deep breath and focus and that's what trains you right there who needs to do hours and hours in the hollow suite or whatever the hell it's called no 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 you've got emma frost in your brain so it's just great um so you so emma
1: frost was in her brain yeah
0: yeah um yeah anywho uh so as you're going through this 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 storyline which isn't really any bit of exciting at all Um, you will have to make decisions along the way of whether to support the X-Men or the just known as the Brotherhood of Mutants no longer they finally decide to take the evil out they must have had like a little get together had a company meeting or something and saying hey guys this little evil part is really not helping our reputation the media is really tearing this up so can we take it out so they finally took it out it's just a Brotherhood of Mutants And, um, and throughout the whole thing you will have to make decisions on whether you help one or the other out and and uh, at the very end uh, you will you will get a choice to jump ship, jump shark whatever you want to call it um, so very much like Haven't we already jumped the shark? Yeah, so very much like Knights of the Old Republic so this mechanic I mean that's kind of the focus of Destiny is you're controlling your destiny um, but the, the mechanic to do it where you just make some decisions as you go along and decide which, which side you want to help is something that was new maybe with Knights of the Old Republic public or before that even
1: um. you know I remember in Knights of the Old Republic if you chose the path that was not the, uh, compatible with most of the decisions you'd been making then it wouldn't work out very well for you you would just go to neutral and have no strengths whatsoever
0: yeah and, and what's kind of disappointing of this one is I went with the X-Men of course on my first run through but I, you know most of these games when you get all the way like if you're playing Infamous, Infamous is another great one where you can make good or dark side choices or whatever they're called um, and and at, when you finally cap out on one direction or the other you will unlock a really cool super power and you gotta maintain your good standing or bad standing in order for, to be able to access that I believe um, I could be wrong but um, with, uh, with X-Men I'm like cap out of my x-men i'm waiting for something to happen maybe i i think what happened oh i remember what happened i got an x-men outfit which didn't do any a classic x-men who is it a classic x-men outfit no i got a regular i got my own x-men outfit for my character and then yeah one of the coo- one of the few cool parts about this game mike is the outfits uh Throughout the game there are there are powers and outfits hidden so you will want to look around nooks and crannies every time you pass up an alleyway if there's a side passage you want to look behind it make sure you're not missing anything there I I don't know if I found every single one of them but I found like probably six or seven um and and the generic suit you start off off with her with she's always wearing a scarf over her neck for some reason so you never really see her whole face but um, but uh, no matter whose outfit she's wearing she's still got the ugly scarf but it was um, it was pretty cool when you started off with this ugly outfit. It looks like peppy long stockings or something. But then later on, you fight the first one you get though. So I'm like, oh, I, it says you've got a new outfit. I'm like, yay, Mike! I'm like all excited. I go into my options menu to equip it. Guess who it is? Toad's outfit. What? The first outfit I got was Toad's. I'm like, really? Um, all the characters oh. you can come again. Here we are with the Toad. You can't give me somebody what, what is Toad's outfit? It's it's like the if you it's like the uh it's like the green and orange homage from the old We're talking like the older comics, not the new one nowadays. He just basically wears jeans and a tee. And that's what he was wearing in the game, but his suit was inspired by his older suits that he used to wear in the I want to say late 80s, early 90s or so. Um it actually okay. it actually on her uh, looked all right. Um actually it ended up being ironically enough as far as the looks of it goes it ended up being one of my favorite ones functionally it did crap because the suits do give you powers later on you get Wolverine's outfit and you want that outfit because you know what that's going to come with healing Healing factor And, and that actually does help for some of the longer boss battles you can get you can equip Wolverine's defensive power, which gives you some healing. But equipping it with the suit gives you more decent healing that actually matters. The regular so healing. What did Toad's outfit give you? You know, I uh, I think it's supposed to add acid to an attack or something like that. But again, like with most of these action games, when you tell me you add like five percent damage or ten percent damage, I just kind of scoff because things die so fast anyways. I, except for maybe the big bosses, five or ten percent or acid damage or whatever the hell it was, just don't really matter. So, but the healing factor. I guess it'd be okay to equip something. No. Yeah. You see, I would say in boss battles, that extra damage probably adds up and matters when you're fighting for 10 minutes. But then again, that's when you really want Wolverine shirt anyways, or outfit anyways, because that healing is so bloody helpful in the longer uh, fights, especially towards the end. Um, so the outfits was pretty cool. The character model for the character I was playing was actually, you know, pretty decent. And I had got Gambit, every time I got a new outfit, I wanted to see what it looked like. So I had Gambit's outfit and uh, Colossus and and the such. So it was kind of cool throwing those on. And at the end, what was really cool is, um, so as you're going through the game, you will have options to kind of go a tiny bit off the beat. It's a very linear game, very linear. Um, uh, but you do have the opportunity to, to pick up some challenge optional missions along the way. And you'll oftentimes find yourself wondering, should I go left or like you'll see an X which means take me to the next point in the story but you're not sure if you shouldn't search around first to see if you can find another X somewhere else that might lead you to a challenge mission and the challenge missions would start off like defeat 20 enemies in two minutes and then the next one would be like defeat 35 enemies in two minutes and this would climb up and up and up when the game is completely over don't shut it off I mean if you survive this long you need to wait on a few more minutes um, because at the end there is when the credits are rolling it, le- it gives you a challenge mission of defeating like 200 or 250 enemies before the credits are done. And there's no timer on the screen, so you're just like going crazy just trying to kill everything. Um so the the good stuff aside from the outfits is as you're leveling uh, leveling up in your uh, in certain parts of the story you will have to pick between one of two different powers so it's usually a good idea you should be it automatically saves at certain points so whenever you get a new power test out really quickly before it saves again and see if it's something you like and then reload if you don't like it and, and pick the other one um and because these will be important for, for your play style. Some of them felt a little unbalanced, overpowered the very first X power I got which is the one that actually uses up mute you'll have this mute power bar on the screen boys and girls for the first two hours you don't even touch the blink you're like why is that there am I doing something wrong is there a control I'm missing out on uh no you can throw around normal attacks and she you know with energy protection your attacks look well, They actually look very much like jubilees instead of firing a straight ray or something it's more like these balls of energy that go around in circles and arcs and stuff which reminds me of jubilees fireworks plasma burst um and then her and then the, the sharp attack or like two ion deals that would attack the enemy from either side but as you level up you'll unlock powerful uh attacks that take off your energy bar the first one i got was this was this shield that would paralyze the enemies drain them of their life and if you kill the enemies while they're in the shield they would blow up health bubbles so it was a great way to replenish your health and take out enemies at the same time for only one for one um energy blip um and such so you get two other powers. The next one takes two, and the next, the last one, the ultimate attack takes four. Uh, so being able to pick those powers, and you earn experience point uh, baubles that you will be able to use to power up those powers, power up your um, suit and stuff. That's pretty cool. So you pick up as you're going along. You'll also find hidden, hidden little. Um, I, I don't know what the word is for them exactly, but I'll call them buffs. There's offensive buffs, defensive buffs, and utility buffs, and you can equip. And they're they're after other X-Men. So you'll find Wolverine's defensive ability which gives you a small regeneration factor. You'll find Colossus's uh, defensive ability, which gives you um, more resistance to attacks. Uh, you'll find Quicksilver's utility ability, which allows you to run around really fast when you're holding down the power and the X button. So this having... how is How does
1: the game justify this? That they're like the abilities of these characters or that Wolverine, Quicksilver, and Colossus just left their powers a out on the road for you to find somehow.
0: Well, uh, part of the story of the game is is the bad guys are trying to the human, uh, the U men instead of X men. The letter U for Umbrella. So the human department tries to suck out X men powers and ejects it into you through 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 needles or whatever. Have you? So they basically making their own mutants, which is a little weird, but whatever. Because they hate mutants, but they're making mutants to fight mutants because they hate mutants. Uh, I'm not really sure. Anyways, so I'm guessing that these powers in the
1: sentinels <laughs> oh
0: oh don't worry i'm about to talk about the sentinel the one oh, okay oh yeah he's coming um <laughs> uh but uh so so in the in the game itself you will occasionally see a bad guy inject himself in fact one of the bosses you fight he he just like has three stages of fighting i thought the game was gonna be over with this guy um and every stage he's injecting himself with another vial of of mutant power so i'm guessing when you're picking up these other guys powers they kind of look like needles floating in the air i'm thinking maybe these are leftovers because the human got a little sloppy not really sure um but 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 it is kind of cool that you get to pick pick out on the fly do you want to be you know wolverine's regeneration factor do you want Quicksilver speed and you can power these up um they're not super game breaking or anything like that but um uh but it is fun to, to tweak around and figure Aww. out what works for you
1: I like game breaking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're actually a little underwhelming in my opinion, but it was kinda cool to be able to tweak them out and and fart around and be able once you get like Quicksilver Speed, that makes running around the bigger bigger boards a lot easier. Um, so that's kinda cool. That's good. I mentioned the the powers. I another thing that's good is um, her final power for energy projection, boys and girls, you gotta get this. You become a freaking sun. Literally. Like, you become a ball of plasma floating in the air that has such a strong gravitational pull that all the enemies start rotating around you as they're taking damage from the intense heat you're radiating. And you do that for like 30, 15, 30 seconds, something like that. And you just watch them all die. And that's how I cleared out 200 enemies during the credits without breaking a sweat. In fact, if there was a counter on there, I swear i killed like 500. Cause I mean, it was just fun running around just being a sun, a big old ball of fire, and that takes four mutant power bars, but you build it up pretty quick by doing regular attacks. So feel free to go all Nova on their ass and just have fun. Um so that's the that's pretty much the good. Let's talk about the bad because, oh my God, it's so bad. They had some good ideas. You can see it. You could see the promise in this game. There's some, yeah, you know, when I uh, i remember when this game was, when they were first talking about this game and they were really selling it, and you, you were kind of really getting into it, you could see that there was a lot of good promise here, but the execution is just so flawed. You'll see it aside from the crappy story, you know, beginning of why you're a new mutant and you're joining the X Men and how forced that all feels, how suddenly you go from being this person who didn't care about mutants at all, but hey, I'm attending this big get-together to, you know, an hour later you are a full-blown brotherhood mutant or X-Men, and you're basically doing everything Jean Grey or Magneto whoever tells you to do, and, and you're saving people and putting your life on the line rather than just going, holy cow, I I, I just got this power, you don't know how to control it? I'm getting out of here, I'm just gonna, I, I only care about myself. That's what you should be doing. But instead you're like, yes, Cyclops, I'll go and help uh, Nightcrawler immediately and kill 200 bad guys. Uh Uh, Okay, but aside from that... There is the crap, aside from the crappy story, crappy graphics. I mean, I've I've heard in certain game reviews on games that I never buy because, you know, I don't buy, I tend to buy things that are under 70%. But you often hear people say, great promise, flawed execution. Oh my god, that is like the, the central theme of this game. From the very beginning, you're going to notice slowdowns like you wouldn't believe. I mean, at some points the game's running at like three frames a second. You're going to see very muddy textures. You're going to see, as will be called the Clone Wars because you see the same effing enemies over over and over all you do is beat up the same crappy enemies over and over again and these enemies uh, they introduce them at the beginning the purifiers so this is a group of people who are just out to purify mutants everywhere now we know mutants have incredible powers like Magneto who can just take all metal and throw it back at you and, and things like that. And Cyclops got blasters for eyes and stuff like that. So if I'm going to create an anti-mutant group uh, let me see here. I could I could go all high tech and find plasma rifles and, and anti-mutant things that, you know, can shut down their powers and stuff. Or I could even go for automatic weapons that, you know, outside of Magneto and a few others, uh, Colossus and stuff, and then bullets will stop a lot of mutants. You know, they're not all all-powerful. No, no. Maybe I should pick electric sticks that I have to get up really close and hit them really hard in order to do a little bit of damage
1: wait so you're saying that tasers are the tasers
0: are the answers your first four freaking hours of this game all you're doing is fighting people with tasers and you're like are you serious and you wouldn't think this would be much of a threat to somebody who's throwing plasma out of her hands until you realize that as an x-men you have one big handicap Awful controls. You can't kill them? No, awful, stiff oh. controls. This is an action RPG, uh, more of an action beat up game with some RPG mechanics. So, of course, you know, you need the game usually to respond fully. You kind of expect to jump when you hit the jump button. Here, it's very, very stiff. It feels, you know, it feels almost like an Atari game or something like that. The fact that, you know, once you start an animation, you can't quickly get out of it. So, it takes a while to get used to. It's nothing that...
1: Yeah, that's an insult to Atari games. Yeah. Those animations took place very quickly
0: <laughs> it's it's not something it's not something that's going to stop you from beating the game or anything like that, but it will get you frustrated for the first hour or so till you get used to it, and then it'll up, rear up its ugly head um, every now and then. You'll be like, "Mother, mm, I couldn't, I didn't dodge that big enemy's attack." Now we've got a bucket full of really great enemies in the X Men's history. Remember, we we're talking about you know good characters, good enemies. I know what I want to be fighting enemies like Hodge like the guy whose name is Hodge, Cameron Hodge. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody remembers him. Screw Magneto or anybody. Ah, Hodge, your first five hours, you are fighting these, these people, you know, whether it's souped up humans or, hold on, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. Whether it's, you know, souped up humans or, um, some no name guy in the division or whatever have you, are fighting just, yeah, it, it's just very, very boring until maybe the last third of the game where they finally come up with some reasons for you to fight Juggernaut and Magneto and the such. Um, when they do bring out some of those big guys, the mechanics behind those big guys feel really, really sucky. In Fighting Magneto, for example, um, you're basically looking down this long out, uh, corridor. Now you're outside and you can't fly, but there's piles of trash on to your left and to your right. So essentially, Yamad's will be looking down a large hallway of Magneto floating in the air. Um, he's got Cyclops wrapped in metal near his uh, near his uh, feet while he's flying up in the air. Now, Azure, now he was able to wrap up Cyclops like that and shut Cyclops down. But of course, you know, you're the new mutant here, so you're just totally going to take on Magneto by yourself. So what happens is you. St- I
1: don't know if shutting down Cyclops is that much of an accomplishment when Storm was able to do it without any powers. <laughs>
0: So, so, yeah, so here, yeah, well, you know what? I mean, my powers aren't much better than his because I just shoot plasma. And he's got a beam that can go for miles, and I've got plasma bolts of 10 feet. But,
1: but yeah, he does have experience on this. And side. he
0: has experience. So, he, I mean, Cyclops should put up a much better fight thing. But, anyways, I'm going to be the one to save Cyclops. So, um, so what happens is as you're running down this long corridor trying to make your way to Cyclops, um, the, uh, Magneto is throwing these large pieces of metal at you, and it becomes like, uh, for lack of a better definition, it becomes like Steeplechase from the Atari, where, they're, they, 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 so he will throw a big piece of metal and you'll see a clear hole in it either to the left, the middle, or the right. And that's where you need to be at, boys and girls. Occasionally, he'll throw a little piece of metal that you just need to completely jump over. And because of the stiff controls and the fact they're not as responsive as they should be and he doesn't give you a lot of time to think about where you should be at, you'll find yourself being hit more time than not. But just through your sheer... Uh, Stubbornness, eventually you will make it to Cyclops. Um, You'll need to beat up on the cage that's surrounding him because Magneto is going to let you stand there and do that. Um, <laughs> and then once you break Cyclops free, he shoots a laser at Magneto in the air, which forces Magneto to the ground. And then Magneto's going to sit there while you totally kick his ass on the ground because Magneto's not going to fly up and hit you with range at that. Now what happens, you'll get him down. Again, that's
1: that's absolutely Abs- understandable. Absolutely. Magneto is known for just sitting around and letting you do
0: that. Now, the, the, more of the unpolished comes through because what will happen is about one third of the way through his life, suddenly the screen will sh- like he'll get up, but without any tra- transition whatsoever the screen will suddenly shift and you'll find yourself back at the beginning of the corridor cyclops trapped at the other end and you have to go through the cycle again and you're like this doesn't make any sense i had freed cyclops cyclops shot him down he's beating him up but now suddenly cyclops is trapped again and i've got to go running through more pieces of metal and stuff and go through and rinse and repeat you end up doing this three times to beat magneto it just it feels unpolished it feels clunky it feels stupid um yeah at towards the end speaking of the sentinel i think that was probably one thing that at least felt a little iconic you know that the problem is when you're setting up these big battles you need the battles to make you feel like you're really fighting against these enemies from the comic books you didn't get that sense of scope with your fight with magneto or or any of the other guys for that matter but the sentinel guy he is freaking huge he's as big as a building he lands on top of a building so he's at the top of the building somehow now for some reason again stuff is just not explained it's not polished when you're going towards the building that eventually is going to have the sentinel your character is teleporting from place to place and it's not nightcrawler doing it. it's really kind of weird but then you get teleported to let's say the 50th floor of this building but the cyclops is on the roof which is the 70th floor so you've got to jump up the side of the buildings to get up to the the sentinel who's at the top Um, why couldn't you just teleport to the top and already be up There with the Sentinel, nobody knows. All right, so what happens? You start jumping up, and the camera uh, changes to where it's behind your ass, looking up at the Sentinel who's on the roof, who sees you (laughs) crawling up, and like King Kong, he's firing these plasma blasts out of his hands down at you. And by watching where the hands are going to be at, you know again whether you need to be to the left, the middle, or the right. It feels like it's a targeted game, again, because you really need to be in one of three places. And again, because of the stiff controls and jumping mechanics in this game especially suck, um, you, you're going to get hit a lot, and this guy does a lot of damage. So equipping Wolverine Suit, highly recommend it, might, get, might help you to sustain a couple more blasts. I died like four times. I got through the entire game without dying because I put it on easy because I just wanted to get through it. Um, I died four times on that fight. And speaking of loading times, go out and grab yourself a hot dog, boys and girls, every time you die. Because, yeah, the wife got to hear me use some choice uh, words. Uh, Four-letter – Grab a hot
1: dog every time you die? That's going to make you really fat, isn't it? Yeah.
0: I was using four-letter words and none of them had a letter X in them. So got to the top. And then the, the Sentinel goes flying off and he starts hitting you. He kind of comes up close does some, some attacks there. That was, it reminded me a little bit of the arc, the the beat em up arcade game and stuff like that, but that was kind of cool. It was okay. It was about as good as you make a sentinel, And it did make you feel like you were fighting something really big. At least Uh, that was probably the only halfway decent fight, even though again, because of the controls and stuff, it ended up being a lot more frustrating than it should have. Um, the, the final battle was meh. The, the, the ending, the story and stuff I won't give away any more of the plot, but um, I will say...
1: Hey, it's just over two years old.
0: Yeah, but it's not really that bad uh, now. I mean, it's okay. It's probably, it's no more spectacular than the other Legends game or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I will say one of the other cool things is you do get to fight along the other X-Men. Like there will be battles where there will be a lot of enemies and they'll join in and Iceman will come in and fight you. That That's kind of cool. But uh, you don't ever get to play as the other X-Men. You are playing as this new person. Don't they have
1: terrible AI
0: uh yeah yeah they kind of suck they just kind of do their own thing and yeah but uh, yeah i never, uh, the, the 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 environments are bland they're extremely recycled uh the the, the 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 there's platforming mechanics in there where you gotta jump from place to place on occasion it's it's about as clunky as the x-men legends one where you fall in a pit you'll fall a few times and die in this one at least when you die from the pits in here it just instantly puts you back up on the ledge instead of reloading like we really die um because that would take forever um yeah. Yeah. You do get to meet a lot of, there's a lot of, I will say there's a lot of talk. It's six hours of gameplay. At least, I don't know. I felt like an hour if it was taken talking, which is good because the other five hours are just monotonous, beat up the same things and unlock and a, a new power, a new outfit here, which was still carrying me through. Uh, but the story you definitely like, you know, it's nice to get to chit chat with all the X-Men again. Um, speaking of, uh, Shadowcat, um, Kitty Pride, uh, she doesn't make an appearance here, but you briefly get her powers. Um, Gambit gets a little pissed at you, throws one of the uh, Files uh that sucked up her powers i guess she i guess the implication is she got extracted in a good way so she might be dead in this storyline but he throws it at you to make you feel guilty for not helping him because i didn't help gambit he's a little slime ball and uh so my character ended up falling through the floor (laughs) uh yeah it was a little freak for her she survived so um yeah ultimately the unpolished the unpolishness of this game really really makes it hard to, to recommend very very hard um I feel very very bad for people who paid $60 when you can get excellent excellent games for $60 that are actually polished um that actually last more than 6 hours you get this piece of crap which is clunky uh just terrible frame rates terrible uh textures pop ups everything graphically offensive the sound cuts out oh I've almost forgot to mention during the chit chats back and forth with with your other X-Men and stuff um when uh when you pick an option like i'm gonna say this your character's mouth some about i would say roughly 20 to 30 percent of the time their mouth will start moving but the words won't come out for five seconds like one of those hong kong lip sync deals but the camera will flip over to the x-men that's responding to you at the normal time stamp and he'll start talking so what ends up invariably happening is your last few words are coming out while your your x-men buddy is going into his speech So, another thing you'll want to do is turn on subtitles. So, at least you have a chance to read it before the X-Men cuts you off because your character's mouth isn't going with their words. Again, just completely, you know, completely unpolished. Just absolutely heartbreaking and frustrating. This game could have been so much more. It felt like something that was rushed out of the door, you know, at least six months early. Could have used more content. Uh, Now, you do get to unlock... You know, because you only get to unlock one of two powers as you're going through, there is this temptation to play through a game through again and try the other half of those powers from that power set, or try in the other two power sets, or play one of the other characters and figure out a little bit about their stories because they are very artificially interesting in the way that a comic book create um cheesy storyline is interesting. So there is some temptation there, but the lack of, and, and in that case, I think I agree with Omega. I read it, Omega's review, and he says that, you know, because you do have these different ways of playing, these different choices with your. Your power sets the fact that it's only a six hour game you know when I played X-Men Legends there was a temptation to go through and play again try other mutants and see what the end game was like but it was so long I didn't want to go through it again but this game is only six hours there's that temptation to run through it again however because of the extreme lack of polish you really don't want to you really really don't want to um, I, I only paid like fifth the price of it I, I got it new off of Amazon for $15 you probably could find it used for even less than that you know at took you know ten to fifteen dollars or less it's probably worth an experiment especially if you're a huge fan of x-men but there's probably a lot better ways to spend six hours you could probably watch one of those let's plays on youtube where it just shows you the story and maybe get some of that and be happy but playing through the actual playing itself is just kind of stiff and stuff I mean, there was some reward for it. Don't get me wrong. I I, I absolutely completely agree with the 2.5, which uh, – what does that mean? 2.5 below average or
1: – Yeah, that's below average. It's, and it's, certain, it's one of the highest reviews out there. Most of them seem to go – well, I think IGN gave it a 2 out of 10. Uh, and from IGN, you know what that means. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't. I mean, it's not completely broken. It's just unpolished. It's, it's functional. There is some satisfaction uh, you'll get when you see new outfits on your character, or you know, some there's some interesting conversation back and forth with the X Men. Uh, you might care a little about the story. It's okay. I mean, it's about as good as any other X Men story video games, um, you know, or some of the comics.
1: I think it sounds like it's better than the one for the arcade game.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. What
1: was the story in the arcade game? Hmm. I think it was Magneto is conquering the world. Go beat the crap out of everybody in the way and then beat the crap out of him
0: yeah I, I mean don't get me wrong if if i was reviewing it as a 60 dollar purchase i think i would have been extremely pissed at the vo- poor value i got for my money and that alone would have been enough for me to want to give it a one so i can kind of understand where um especially for all the hype they gave it uh when they were developing it and stuff uh i could certainly understand where that sentiment comes from but um at yeah at the same time it's like yeah, if you go back you play, it's a 10 buck deal, you can definitely find some, holy crap, the DS version got a 32% on Metacritic. Wow, I didn't even, I, I played the PS3 version, by the way, um, I can't imagine what a DS version would be like and how it could be even worse, apparently, the PS3 version, which got a 51% on Meta, Metacritic. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it was okay. And it kind of, it's also, it's one of the few ways to play, Um. to get some of the newer X, you know, to play in some of the newer, say with Cyclops now being with Emma and uh, and the new, the the you know, they're out of the mansion and it's a new setting if you haven't read the comics in, in a while. So yeah, for that, for that alone, it's probably worth the five or $10 if you really got the time to kill. Yeah. Unfortunately, a big disappointment. So just kind of keep that in. Play it on E easy because really usually you play harder you play games on harder if their gameplay is good and you want the satisfaction of feeling oh i beat it i did it and you felt that satisfaction of overcoming something here you will just feel the frustration of the unpolished uh gameplay even more so if you play it on a harder difficulty level put it on easy you're still gonna probably die a couple of times mostly because of the really stiff controls not because you suck and um (laughs) and but at least you'll get through some of the storyline and stuff so and you'll enjoy being a big gigantic sun at the if you go energy projection route there's uh, that is satisfying i have to admit so all right um that is x-men destiny get it wherever bad games are sold as opposed to fine games just all right well we're gonna take a break Ready to wrap this up with the final lap the final lap is that segment of the show we read your comments we just talk about what's on our minds uh we chew the fat we talk about whatever the hell we want because it's the final lap yeah buddy Woo-hoo. and we talk about what's coming Woo-hoo. on the next show the next show is rpg backtrack number 105 all that glitters is not shining
1: this is for you phil you wanted to hear about all the action shining games? Well, this one's for you, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah, because everything's better. with. I mean, we, we just figured that out when, when X-Men went to more action approach with, a, with X-Men, I keep calling it Academy, with X-Men Destiny. I mean, come on, it was a grand slam. Well, it would have been maybe if they had actually polished it, but I'm sure these games are polished, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot more fun. I mean, all the RPGs are going more action these days.
2: Phil, I think you're mixing up in a Grand Slam with, like, a pop-up in the infield.
0: Ah. A
1: no-hitter, maybe?
2: (laughs) Anything, other than a Grand Slam. So...
1: Yeah, even the best of those games is not a Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. So... But you know what? We'll, We'll talk about that.
0: Nick, yeah, yeah, so so before we go on to our normal things that we normally talk about, I did want to touch on two other X Men games from the past um, that uh, that I've have had the fortune of playing. This is going way back though. You got X Men Madness and Murder World from Paragon Software um, on the computer systems of Mega Commodore sixty four and DOS back in nineteen eighty nine. It was an adventure game and it featured um uh colossus cyclops dazzler nightcrawler Storm, and wolverine now back in the you know back then i really wasn't affording my own video game so i got whatever my folks got me and so one of them got me this and it was um you know i think one of the coolest part about this game was just the instruction book and you can find the pdf i've actually found it online saved it on my my computer but um mm-hmm. just check out the instruction because i'd sit there and you'd read about all the it had all their stats and their powers and stuff and i'd look at the pictures that were drawn and that's how i started learning how to draw was um uh, drawing, I was drawing Wolverine and Dazzler and stuff and um, Nightcrawler. So that was that was pretty cool. That's, that's back when people took uh, pride in their instruction books. But uh, the game itself is a side-scrolling adventure thing, and it takes place in Murder World. So a very original kind of original setting. Um, Professor X been kidnapped by Magneto and Arcade don't know why magneto's hooking up with arcade arcade's kind of a maniac and magneto's supposed to you know have this grand vision but not really a maniac but whatever it's up to the x-men to rescue them um when you're you're going from side to side at a whopping like three frames a second because that's how pc games worked back then when they had that much color and um and you're going into murder world which is the dangerous and deadly amusement park of terror that arcade has created um azure azure you know that that's a villain we didn't see in the legends games
1: mojo i don't know why
0: i thought of well, that well <laughs> you know back then it wasn't it wasn't uncommon in the earlier days to have uh villains that were just completely non-powered like the joker and stuff like that and and just have them go crazy on heroes and drive them crazy even though they had no powers of their own uh, yeah, that's kind of arcade was the Joker. Well,
1: Doctor Doom doesn't have any powers, and he has no trouble. Well,
0: I mean, aside, I mean, well, he does have powers. He has it from his suit. He, he's like Iron Man. Iron Man. No one would argue Iron Man doesn't have powers. It's from his suit. That's yeah. But I mean, I mean, pff, arcade. It was like, oh, I've got an amusement park. Really? That's your that's your that's your <laughs> shtick. <laughs> you got an amusement park. So
1: so he's a ringmaster. He <laughs> okay. He's a
0: ringmaster. He wears this big yellow bow like the you know Bobo's that you know has red dots on it big grin red hair creepy smile yeah you gotta you gotta check out the artwork just google uh, X-Men Madness and Murder World uh, on Wikipedia, and I'll put it in the chat for us. But yeah, really just really kind of creepy little guy. Anyway, so you're going into the park, and it's kind of an arcade platformer. You'll have puzzles that only Nightcrawler, like let's say you, there's a box with a key in it, but the bo- it's like a cage, I should say, with a key in it. Well, Nightcrawler can teleport in a cage, grab the key, and teleport back out. Great. But sometimes the game would subtly test your knowledge of night, of, of their powers in a way, because, let's say, for example, if the box you couldn't see inside of it and you teleported in there, Nightcrawler would usually die. Because anybody who knows about Nightcrawler's powers knows that if he's some someplace he doesn't know, it could be a solid object. And the theory is if he you know materializes inside of a solid object, he, he replaces his organs and he dies. So, it, it, yeah.
1: Yeah, Arcade looks kind of like the Riddler there.
0: Yeah. Um, a little
1: more demented, maybe.
0: So you go from side to side and every time you hit the edge of the screen or you go up and down a ladder you go onto a new screen it doesn't smooth it doesn't go smoothly like you know Super Mario Brothers um, it's just one screen at a time. According to the box, it had over 500 action combat screens, and and of course there's the puzzle solving of finding this key for this door and such, and this is back when we did have Wikipedia, so I never did actually beat the game. It was pretty hard. Um, what was really funny was sometimes uh, there would be these Sentinels. They, they weren't too tall, they were maybe six, seven, eight feet tall, but what was really funny is their lasers were really painful, and in this game, you didn't find a lot of power-ups very often. So you could switch between the 6x I mean, whenever you wanted to but if they had been hurt their damage would still be there what was really funny was Wolverine though another little factoid Wolverine is one of the shortest X-Men um, he's like I don't know 5 foot 6 foot eleven, four 4 foot 11 or something like that so what would be really funny is when you saw a Sentinel if you pull out Wolverine and you get close enough in time the lasers would always fly over his head because clearly Sentinels can't aim down at an angle they can only fire horizontally so that was hilarious you, as soon as you saw Sentinel, you pull out Wolverine and get close and the cool thing about Wolverine is um all the mutants had a mutant power bar but uh Wolverine only used his power bar when you try to use Wolverine to tear through a puzzle like a solid door or something like that that you thought Wolverine could tear through which oddly enough wasn't very many doors even though his skeletons made out of adamantine um they could you know really tear through anything in the comics but whatever um so, uh, but, um, yeah, so you get Wolverine and kill him really fast. If you use the other mutants like Cyclops or Dazzler, uh, or, um, you use Nightcrawler's, uh, teleportation too often, you'd suck up a lot of their energy and it would really hard to replace. So you really didn't use Cyclops any more than you had to, or Dazzler or Storm. A little Lightning Bolt sucked up to power too. Colossus was a good heavy hitter. It did a lot of physical damage, but the problem was he was so tall that all the the sentinels blast would hit him he'd hit them they'd hit him he'd lose half his life the sentinel would die but now you got a half life's colossus so Aww. yeah uh you know the funny thing was is there was another game with arcade called spider man and the x-men in arcade's revenge came out later on the super nintendo so arcade did I don't know what made them so cool that they wanted to bring them back again but there you go um that, that was uh, I didn't play that one then the other game, talk about briefly, real fast, was X Men Two: Follow the Mutants. Now, this was more of a role-playing game. This was also produced by Paragon Software, uh, released on DOS uh, back in 1990. And um, and on that one, it felt more like a dungeon crawling because you actually saw a map of the mall or whatever you were in. Um, basically, the X Men, uh, their uh, Storm, who I believe at this point has no powers, and Forge um, have been kidnapped. Uh, But uh, so in trying to find them, the X-Men run into Freedom Force, which was another kind of Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and actually featured Mystique as well as Pyro and the Blob, which you see pretty often in other X-Men games, but also featured Spiral and uh, I think his name was Commando, um, some of the ones that you really haven't seen uh, too often at all. You start off with actually from about 12 or 15 different X-Men and you get to pick a team of five. So, uh, you get to pick, like... So, you have a full team like you did in the first game, but this one you get to actually pick between, like, Archangel, Beast, Colossus, Cyclops, Dazzler, Havoc, Iceman, Marvel Gold, Nightcrawler, Longshot. There's one that you don't hear off too often. Um, he has the power of luck. Ha-ha! And he throws little blades. Uh, Phoenix, Psylocke, Shadowcat, Rogue, and Wolverine. So... Well, um, as you're going through, you'll get into these sites and you see enemies in the dungeon, and you run into them because they're in your way, blocking your way. You'll flip to a side screen mode where you will fight them one on one. Controls are cl- just like the first game. Controls are pretty clunky. The characters are much smaller, so you got a little more screen space to work with, and it's easier to dodge attacks. Uh, you can switch them out. Use their power. Their, their powers are pretty much just you know all energy blasts for the most part. Those people who have like uh, Psylocke. It's a, it's a weaker energy blast it destroys anything including robots for some reason uh, the game didn't seem to make as much um, big deal about the differences in their powers the way the first game did uh, Shadow Cat unfortunately doesn't phase through the monsters and short circuit or sh- through the robots I should say and short circuit them like she should she has to get up close and punch them and the fact that she phases just somehow translates into a higher defense value for her uh, wait, uh, Kitty Pride punches robots yeah yeah, with her fist over and over and over and over and over again until they die. Cause Kitty Pryde. Because she has low offense, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, no wonder Kitty Pride, aside from her phasing, is not an offensive spectacle.
0: No, no, no.
1: I mean, she's in good shape, but you wouldn't expect most women to go up and punch robots and take them out.
0: Well, I mean, they could have gone with the—you know, later on, I believe she started using swords. Like, I don't know if she learned it from—, from Um, Nightcrawler or whatever have you. So it would have been cooler if she at least phased out, threw the sword into your stomach, then phased back in. And then pulled it out. And that's what she did over and over again. At least you could see that doing some damage. But with her fist? Yeah, that doesn't... Nah.
1: Yeah, not unless she lost a limb, so that now she's got an artificial fist, and leaves that in. That would do damage, sure, but... uh, No... No, I'm, I, I'm sorry. This, this does not sound like a, a good use of Kitty Pride. No. Joss Whedon is very sad.
0: One of the interesting things was this was my first experience with what, what we would consider to be sort of downloadable content. We didn't have downloadable aspect of it, but I was able to get extra content for the game. You could fill out a card that was inside the box with like $15 it in the mail, and two to three months later, you got a disc that had extra characters and scenarios on it. So yeah, you're just like waiting, 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 and it finally would show up. But that's how things worked back then. But uh yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Um so cute little game. I that,
1: that reminds me of Ultima Eight, how you had to wait for the the physical disc with the patch to come out. Yeah. So uh
0: this uh this is officially a sequel to X Madness and Murder World made by the same company, et cetera, et cetera. Um I wouldn't recommend actually spending too much time getting into these games or anything like that. The gameplay does not really hold up. Um, it's more for nostalgia. It's one of those things you kind of look at and go, "Ooh, that was cool back in the day," and lock in the vault. But it was—they were. De- I mean, back then they were actually much more playable and enjoyable than, let's say, the first X-Men game for the NES. Ugh. I played that too. I rented it from Blockbuster, whatever. It was a waste. I did of- not play that. Uh-huh.
1: I am—I am just fine watching the angry video game nerd take on, and I think he—he he scared me away.
0: Yeah. Uh. uh
1: uh, the two X-Men games on Genesis. Well, I, you know, I did beat the first one. I I have no idea how, because that's a really hard game. Mostly because if one of your X-Men dies, he's dead for good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You can you can um, for the most part you can go um, you can usually uh, like I'm looking at right now I haven't actually tried watching this myself but I do see some videos of X Men Madness and Murder World so you can at least see some gameplay by going to YouTube.com just typing in Madness and Murder World and I'm seeing I'm seeing a couple of videos that look like I can just I don't want to hit the play because it'll hit the recording but I, I do right. see. Uh, I do see screenshots that are definitely from that game. It was kind of a text-based adventure mixed up with the action elements. I mean, it had pretty good appeal. It just it just ran kind of slow and it was cheap in places. It wasn't, you know, I mean, it was 1989 computer game. Um it was actually pretty ambitious for for that time. Full color and everything. Um so pretty pretty interesting. If you go and you check those out. I'm going to see if they got a gameplay footage of Fall of the Mutants. Fall of the Mutants. Um, yeah, yeah. there's some gameplay footage of that one too. I see a seven-minute uh, seven clip on here. So you can go and check all those out and watch people play, play those. And that would be about as far as I would get with that. <laughs> watch a couple of YouTube videos, get it out of your system, and be happy. So what do you want to talk about tonight, Mike?
1: Well... Lately, I have been playing Hoshigami Remix, the DS port of one of the later PlayStation releases. And as tactical games go, it tries some things that are different. It does not do a very good job of making them work. I'm glad that I'm playing it on the easy mode because apparently the hard mode required you to go mindlessly grind for a while every time some of your people got killed in a fight. (laughs) Uh, The plot so far has seemed remarkably dry and uninteresting to me, even though it tries. (gasps) The hero's hometown was destroyed at the beginning of the game. Gosh, I've never heard that one before. Uh and i have also slowly been plugging away at agarest generations of war which is a retitled record of agarest war which was released in japan 6 years ago now but lucky us we get to play it with steam now
2: i'm so sorry
1: um i can by the time this thing is done i i'm, I'm going to try but I'm still in the first damn generation of the game. (laughs) And I've sunk five (laughs) and I've sunk 19 hours into it. And each generation is about the same size, I think. And I, it could have been several hours left. If
2: I have all
1: of the game data on my hard drive and it still has to load all of the sprites at the beginning of a fight, and it takes a good 15 seconds or so before it's done with that. What is this? <laughs> it, of all the things I can say about Fantasy Star 3, and I can say a lot of negative things about it, it went by quickly.
2: It did. And This game, game is not that. going
1: by quickly. Sure, there's the dating sim aspect. If you want to stick around for three, four hours between each instance of it, and then you just get to answer, uh, "What do you think of ladies who can cook?" Uh, 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 what? What <laughs> the hell? How the hell does that relate to? Uh, oh, it's going to affect each of the three ladies. Wow, great! And and one of these ladies was my childhood friend, even though I saw her in a couple of cutscenes before we met her and joined and she joined the party. That was never established. This is such sloppy storytelling. And even though they're talking in Japanese, some of these voice actors are just putting zero effort into it. <laughs> that. Uh. So, um, uh, it's got a rocking soundtrack. That uh, I'll give it that. See, see, I can come up with a nice thing to say. And um, uh, these these eye enemies that look kind of like the crawling eye, they have an interesting sprite. See, I came up with a second positive thing to say about it.
2: It's something.
1: Yeah, I I can see why nobody else has reviewed it for RP Gamer before, and don't look for a review anytime soon. I, for some reason, I do not feel like sacrifice, like plowing through this. So there's that. And <clears throat> last night I had an interesting experience. I, I mean, it's, I, I see a lot of movies. That's nothing new, but. I actually saw a premiere of a movie that was directed by someone locally. Hmm. She is the daughter of a local realtor who I have never met, but my mother has, who cameos in the movie, by the way. So if you want to see Mark Mattioli, see famous household name, Mark Mattioli. He is in the movie briefly, and I got to see a few scenes that were shot here. Yeah, I was in that bookstore. Yeah, there's an art, there's an advertisement for Los Bagels on the street because you filmed it on Second Street. I know that spot. And I only I only wish that the movie I had liked it a little more. I, it, it was interesting. I liked spots of it, but I think it could have used a little more editing because there are a few spots of musical montage that go on a little too long. Uh but i wish it well because it is it is certainly unique and a lot of people in the audience certainly seem to be very caught up in it the title is the wine of summer it has yet to see a wide release and because it was a screening for adults only well mostly you could buy wine <laughs> that was cool you don't usually get to do that with your movies
2: nice
1: yeah And let's see, in theaters now, go see Gravity, people. That's a really good movie. And I actually found the 3D to be useful and not a blatant waste of money. Probably because it's in space and you can do some interesting things with 3D in space. And tis the season to see horror movies. The original Haunting from 1963 is one of the few movies that can still get a chill out of me. Uh, I saw Harem Scarum for the first time, which is an Elvis movie, and that's scary in a whole different kind of way. (laughs) Well, the songs are kind of cool, but it's an Elvis movie set in Arabic countries. Mm. And Elvis saves the day.
0: As well he should.
1: From all of these people who do not look in the slightest Arabic. In fact, it it looks more like Arabian Night style, even though this was apparently set in 1964 when it was made. Because those countries haven't changed at all, not in the slightest. Um... Yeah, I shouldn't come down too hard on it, but this is not one of Elvis's better movies.
0: All right. <clears throat> what about you, Mr. Apps?
2: Uh, well, I had been playing lots of Disguise D2, which I reviewed recently. Um,. Which I had a lot of fun with despite despite a pretty generic and boring story, so, which is kind of disappointing. Uh,
0: so so they, they they don't have the 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 you were saying they they, they don't have the combos that when they do their special attacks anymore.
2: Um. You mean like in Disgaea three?
0: Yeah, like like if I do a yeah, like in Disgaea three, I'm getting these or is it four? I don't remember because I'm playing them both at the same time,
2: but I'm getting those. It's two. it's three. Mm,
0: so they don't have that in four T yeah, two.
2: Yeah, where you can do you you kind of set up several. Well, Spe- that's several two two combos, and they'll kind of go off at the same time, and then the characters share the experience you kill the guy. Yeah,
0: the special uh, yeah, but it's like a combo, yeah. but with special your special attacks rather than just the normal martial attack.
2: Yeah, that's only shown up in three so far.
0: Evil. <coughs> <coughs> well,
2: I found it a little overpowered in. Okay, three, that's but...
0: their problem. It's about being overpowered in this game. Hello. <laughs>
2: OMG. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's just
0: weird. It's like all of a sudden I do I don't know if the monsters – do the monsters do it too?
2: Um I think I think they do, yeah. Might,
0: might be why I die sometime. Anyway, but um yeah, they were doing the monsters were doing it. I guess that could be why I just a guy with a high defense and resistance suddenly dies for no reason. But um <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, so that's interesting to know. Hmm.
2: Huh. Yeah, it's actually they actually made some tweaks to the item world, which I don't usually pay, play too much of, and I was in there for what kind of tweaks? quite a long time in this one. Okay, um, well, previously you'd kind of just start like somewhere in the middle of the map with you know amidst all the random tiles and stuff. Yeah. And in this one, you go into the item world on uh, like a pirate ship. And you can. There's a bunch of different ones you can lock, but that's kind of your starting point for all the maps you go to in the item world. So you kind of so always have this little base area to work from. Hmm. And it really. It, it sounds like a small change, but it really kind of changes the whole dynamic of how those maps work. Sure. Because uh, you. I mean, you can just kind of. Work from there, try and lure some of the enemies to there if you want, or you know, it, it just it makes <coughs> the item world a lot easier to deal with, especially if you know if you're new to that and kind of just jump into it. It can seem kind of messy and hard to deal with, and they've also kind. Of, it, I don't, I didn't like go back to the other games to verify this or anything but it seemed like they kept the map small and reduced the enemy enemy count at least early on so that it kind of goes along a bit quicker.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that that's like I know when I'm playing through the item world if I if I'm if the enemies are significantly lower level than I am just the idea of, of defeating you know usually they'll be typically be about 10 or so and
2: yeah it's it's less than that now yeah it's like oh uh, going sure. going through
0: that trudge it's much faster if i just pile a bunch of guys up and and throw myself towards the exit you know i just need to get through to the next floor it's not <laughs> like these guys are gonna give me any experience yeah. so you know worth worrying about so yeah let me just go ahead and throw myself into the other exit oh wait there's a guardian on the i'm gonna have to fight through this <laughs> crap
2: yeah, so uh, I mean, that's ends up, the, it ends
0: up making time world feel feel like our item world. I mean, sometimes feels like a, a time sink when you have to trudge through lower level floors.
2: Yeah. So in this in this case, it feels like less of a of a trudge because the 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 maps are smaller. Like I said, there's fewer enemies. So even if there is a guardian there, a lot of times, and when I was just like blasting through the earlier levels. It was pretty easy to either just like move a mage in range to take care of it or just throw somebody there and then throw somebody on the exit. It, it was a lot quicker and, um, you know, definitely a lot friendlier for anyone new to the series, which is kind of weird because it doesn't seem like a game that should be designed for people new to the series since it's uh, the first direct sequel, but uh, it kind of worked out like that. So, um, and they kind of took out some of the advanced features and tweaked things a little bit. So, you know, it's
0: like, like what? What advanced features?
2: Um, like, um, there was a class world in some of the previous games. Oh, yeah,
0: the class worlds in three three and four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: (coughs) I, I can see that. That's it. Only it only shows. I think what's weird is that I. Uh, I guess I could uh, go to a FAQ, but I think I've seen that guy. It's a guy with an Afro that takes you to class world. And I dived into one of my characters uh, classes and it basically gave them some base uh, skill points up. So they, they have become pretty good, you know, a bit more powerful, but, um, and, and they were randomized a little bit differently, but yeah, he doesn't show up enough. I don't know. There must be something I have to do to trigger more often.
2: Could be. Um, let me think. What else there was there? Uh, you don't individually like select new skills for your characters and level them up. It's uh, how it was in the original Disgaea, where you know you use your weapon and use the skills, and you gain new skills. You level up the skills by using them, and you gain new skills at certain levels. <laughs> so that's a bit simpler. Um, they also. Changed it so, um, see, there's the characters you create, uh, there'll be like more advanced versions you unlock as you go along, like a more advanced version of uh, uh, the different mages or the monster classes and things like that. Where you may have had to previously do a reincarnation in the earlier games, now you can just go and Spend a small amount of mana once you unlock that higher level to just upgrade your character right to the newer version, which will get you some better stats. And then they'll be able to learn uh, skill skills that they wouldn't have been previously. And in fact, if they'd already reached the reached or passed the level where they would have learned those skills, they get them right away. So. oh right that those. was a,
0: that was the point about class four yeah you're supposed to be able to yeah that yeah. that's been frustrating in three and four is I can't figure out a good way to teach my heroes if I want them to learn cure spells or something in the first one, I think I would get a protege i I'd have the hero make somebody, and then they would stand next yep. to each other and he would practice the spell and then it would be his, and he could level it up and you know by using it now in three and four, it's like really, I got all these hero class characters, but I I don't know. Now, suddenly, I think once in a while, one of them seems to pick up, like, an ice spell or something, but I've not been able to figure out how to teach any of them Cure.
2: That apprentice system is back in this game as well. Yay, apprentice system. Where you directly, uh, and it's pretty simple to set up, where you just, um, uh, when you create a new character, you know, uh, they become an apprentice for whoever created the character, but you can just assign them to whoever you want, so uh it's pretty nice if you want to have like one one uh like master mage and then the others can learn their spells and you know then instead of having like three Three different mages, one for fire, ice, and wind. Then you can have three that have everything. And... Oh,
0: yeah, that's the other bull thing. Yeah. It's like I was reading an FAQ because uh, the first thing I want to do I want my Prism Mage. I want my Mage that can cast it. yep Oh, I got to yep. get a Mage. I got to get one Mage. To unlock Star Mage, you just got to get a combined total of 50 levels between any Mages. No big deal. <laughs> but to get Star Mage or to get Prism Mage, you got to get one Mage up to level 150. I'm like, Jeez. what the hell? I'll beat that. The game will be beaten by then. So I have been using, but with that, I can I can get around that a little bit through just the reincarnation. So, yeah. but I can't teach you today. I can't do that with the, I cannot do that to the heroes. The heroes can't reincarnate into a wizard. What's up with that? Evil. Hello. So my heroes are just stuck being heroes. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, they're that you know, they they, you know, But uh, it, yeah, I kind of missed that from the earlier one. So it's good to hear that it's uh, back.
2: Yeah, and um there's also a new system where uh you know, you know, in three and four there's the system where you can turn monster classes into a weapon for a character. Yeah, yeah. For kind of the duration yeah, because, of the battle. Because
0: that's what I always want to do. I wanna use up one of my ten <laughs> slots to become a weapon for what was it, two rounds or something or Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that...
2: I never I never liked or used that system too much and was glad to see it replaced. Where your characters can basically ride on any of the monsters.
0: Oh no, that sounds like fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. so uh, there's some different uses for this, uh, most of which ended up being useful for mages, which are normally like slow and can't can't move very far. So you can create a like say one of those moth monsters that have a long uh, movement range mm-hmm. and just have them jump on there, and then they're you know, a highly mobile machine of death. Oh. And it was really fun. Um, And the advantage there, too, is that if somebody attacks the character when they're mounted on the monster, the monster takes all the damage. As well they should. Yeah, so you can put kind of your weaker characters on there, and you know, uh, there's some limitations, of course. You can only use spells while mounted. You can't use any weapon skills Hmm. other than just regular attacks, although the uh, regardless of the kind of character that's on there, you can use like a combo skill. So, uh, um, so if I
0: got a swordsman
2: on there, I can't. Yes, and I, you can't you can't use any of his skills. But he can physically attack. <coughs> yeah, yeah, if you he can f- go up to physically attack anything, if you kill. Anything, then both of the characters share the experience.
0: If if he if he attacks, is it him attacking or both him and the monster or? It's it's him attacking. It's him attacking. Okay, so it's not probably the best way to level. If I just reincarnated my fighter to level one.
2: Uh no, probably not. Probably best to stick with my
0: stacks of death is what I've been doing. Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, mean, there's. well, they, the monster will have a combo skill they use, but I, I don't recall like what, how the damage is calculated for that. It might be a mix of two characters, or mm. it might be weighted to the rider i'm not sure i mean
0: you know the the, the famous way now you reincarnate someone i usually reincarnate them in sets of three so i can pile them all on top of the hero who has a large ass defensive value and then i use the other heroes to throw the monsters to my stack so my stack can kill them and all the people in the stack can get experience and that's how you get somebody from like one like if i'm level 40 i can usually throw yeah. one or two battles on the right boards get them at least back up to 30 or so within two battles now there are two battles mm. to get them up to like thirty eight, thirty nine. Works pretty good.
2: Mm. Stacks. I've used
0: stacks of death and reincarnation. Seriously, you notice a a big, huge difference. Like, so there's that one board where you get where the whole board's fifty percent. Exp- there's one on three and one on four where there are these big fifty uh, plus fifty percent experience point areas. So yeah. you you build your stack of death there. Put Lahar or not Laharl, but whoever the hero is. Uh, mile yeah. or whatever his name is, put him on the bottom with the biggest resistance and defense value so he doesn't die because you don't want him to die, he's gonna get attacked. And then throw all the other ones on top of him. And And what's even more fun is you know, the enemy's really like level 30, maybe your group's level 40, who cares? Stack them so that they go up to 60, 90, 120, doesn't matter. Um, I think 150 might be pushing it. Uh, I've gone as high as 150 right now with my level 30-ish group. And <laughs> and then you might have to wear them down with a wizard or two first, which wizard usually ends up dying if they stick around too long, but who cares? Reincarnate them. I mean, not reincarnate them, I mean, resurrect them, whatever. Anyways, and then attack them with the stack and just watch them all level up. Ba-doom, ba-doom, doom <laughs> and, and make sure you, whatever, uh, Mal or whatever, you want to to make this process a little bit easier and faster, just level up his uh, special uh, stack attack ability that every character can learn. Um so yeah, it's it's madness. It's, it's, you can get you... And, and you will notice the difference. Like If you just write down your stat values um, before you reincarnate and then get yourself back up to level 40 and using the exact same gear, look at your stats again, you'll notice a, a big difference. According to FAQ I read, I think it's like for, for every two points you have in a stat, you gain um, one point per level. So if Hmm. you reincarnate, um, like my wizard, I've noticed if you build a brand new star mage, you'll have a 20 intelligence. If you reincarnate... Um, He'll usually carry some of his stats over from before, so he'll be like 24 intelligence. But then, of course, you're going to reincarnate him as a good student or whatever have you with some of your points. So you'll have six points of spin, so you put them into intelligence. Now he's got 30 intelligence as his base stats. So that means every level he's gaining 15 intelligence instead of only 10 intelligence. So basically five more per level and then multiply it by 40 levels, he's got 200 more intelligence. That's the difference between... Ooh, uh, you know how you know you go to buy an item and um, and you only can afford like up to a weapon that brings you like you know so much intelligence, and you'll be like, I can afford more than that. So you go and you have the senate increase your item ranks. Yep. It's yep. like I just increase my item ranks by two for no money. It's it's like that much of a difference. So my wizard who had seven hundred intelligence now has nine hundred intelligence for and didn't spend any in fact I gained money real fast along the way. So now I can go and buy more defensive items or whatever have you, but the intelligence will just kick ass now. So I I, I kind of gotten into that. And of course the, the and now that you've reincarnated and you've taken maybe let's say thirty minutes or an hour, if that much To get your, you know, to get, let's say, a half dozen characters or so reincarnated, more powerful like that. Now they're going to level faster because now they can take on higher level enemies with with no problem. So you can go further in item world or you can take on further story missions or whatever have you. And you're just going to cream stuff that's above your, your level if you do that enough.
2: It's interesting. I've never really done anything with reincarnation.
0: It's yeah it is interesting I guess for the story mode you could probably just I thought about it I could probably just go into item world enough times and just grind my levels up Um, and that would probably do the trick as well but when I see this huge ass difference of like 200 points it was like wow because normally I would have had to have gained like like I've got I have a level 56 wizard um, an Ice Mage who accidentally got to level 56 because she got the killing blow on this this uh, level <laughs> 150 monster I had created. I love, by the way, you know, you do that in item world with the Invincible squares and stuff, build yourself some yeah. large-ass level 150. It's great free experience. Anyways, um, I accidentally finished it off with my Ice Mage, so she ended up being level 56. I have a Star Mage. Now, Star Mage has already started off with slightly higher stats, but then I had reincarnated her to Star Mage again and did what I just told you. At level 39, she has higher intelligence scores than my than my 56 ice wizard, wow. and so she's doing gonna do more damage with her spells.
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, the, next well, the nice thing about this game, well, kind of a double edged sword here, uh-huh. is uh, some of, some of the classes, like even some of the base classes, aren't unlocked right away. Um, but using that mounting system, you can kind of take oh you know say some cool monster class you've just seen unlocked and some new character class you've just seen unlocked and use the mounting system to just do quick leveling up them level them up at the same time Uh, so I that really helped me a lot uh, because there were some early character classes I really wanted to use so and, wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. Leveling really wasn't bad at all.
0: Wait, what do you mean, like, like what, what, what classes are, are locked? Because there's always some classes that are locked in these things. Um,
2: I think like uh, the class with the best uh, rank for using guns. I forget the actual name of it. That Gun. wasn't unlocked right away. Oh, the
0: gunner, or whatever.
2: Yeah, and like the base archer class wasn't unlocked right away either which was which was kind of odd but you know at least leveling was easier in this game so it wasn't it wasn't too bad but it, it did seem kind of odd that some of the classes you expect to be open right away weren't there I've been
0: a uh, I think with 4 I I've kind of have felt that that's a little frustrating there's no I don't know if they're locked or I need to read an FAQ but I I don't see a male uh cleric the uh uh whatever his name is and uh, the heretic um. Yeah. And I don't know if he's locked or not locked or whatever. And yeah, I've kind of had that same feeling with Disgaea Four. Yeah. So apparently, it's gotten worse in D two.
2: I, worse, but at the same time, a little bit better because it, it feels like there's easier ways to grind up lower level characters. And there was also there's also one thing I'm forgetting that was a really nice addition is they finally added a new weapon type, which is like this. Book weapon, which uses uh, intelligence Uh for for damage, Uh, using uh, just uses kind of like spell type attacks. They're all kind of uh, like book related puns, which is fitting. But uh, so you can have that on a cleric, so that they're finally able to do damage for once, Hmm. Uh, which meant that they were no longer the frustrating characters i you know always found them to be
0: in in diskaya to- yeah in diskaya 3 it's a little i think it's three where i've got they've each got this um re- well the heretic especially i think it's the heretic that has the the revenge attack or whatever it's called Yep. and that's great for leveling him and getting his hell points or whatever they're called because that does that's based on his resistance score but the yeah. other attacks they have, like the like the clerically, especially in Descaia Four, I'm really I've been really struggling to get her her hell points because um, all of her special offensive attacks rely on an attack and hit from the bow. But she doesn't have a yeah. high tech. She doesn't have a good inheritance rate on those things. So what I did is I reincarnated her as a wizard. And um, yeah, but you're right. Even after when if I reincarnate her back into a healer she's not going to have i'm going to have to pump that intelligence stat a little bit just so she can at least be mediocre enough to get some kills in but right yeah. now she i've got her as a as a wizard but she has the healing spells in her back pocket
2: yeah so in this game you don't even have to worry about that hmm. and which which was great i mean that the uh, the ability the heretic had in Disgaea 3 was great although that was just an addition for the vita version
0: Oh, there you go. I'm cheating because I'm using the Vita those,
2: version. Those, yeah, those extra character abilities were in addition for that version. Ah. Uh, which is really nice, but, you know, I think that's something they really needed because, yeah, it. Maybe it's just me, but it never seems like healing provides anywhere near as much as the experience is actually taking out monsters. It's the,
0: the experience points I'm not having an, a real issue with. I mean,. I guess I'm getting, some from, I'm getting some from just healing people because I've, I've seen that go up when I heal people. And I've also put them in the schools where they share the experience points. And that yeah. seems to really help out. In fact, a lot of times my <laughs> healers are ahead of other people, but the hell points that they need to increase their spells and stuff are really dragging. Even when I put them in the schools where, or whatever they're called, where they share the hell points. It's evil. Or whatever points they're called. <laughs> It's evil, so I'm struggling to upgrade their cure spells, and and when I go to yeah. reincarnate them, I can't get the good reincarnation because I don't have enough points.
2: Well, well, then here's this another addition you'd like in here is that the healing spells will just level up as you use them.
0: Oh yeah, and this idea that I I hate that is that the way it was in the first one too. I think it is yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah I have to spend those freaking points that you get from killing people from getting the killing blow. Or you have to drink potions, and the potions are only like 10 each. You could be drinking forever. And there's just, there's, I can level up people really easy by just stacking them. I mean, I have no problem getting people levels. Um, that, you know, if, if, if I got two or three people dragging behind, just put them in the stack of death and then put a monster in front of them and stack the monsters up to like level 150 or something. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy yep. experience. But, um, <coughs> But man, Dills, the deal freaking points, man. There's no easy way to get those. You have to get the killing blow, and 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 I mean, you can do that with you can do that as part of a, a stack of death. But now you're spreading out those points among four people. I'm guessing because I don't yeah. see the points coming in very quick when I'm in stack mode. So I'm guessing it's being split up. Just like probably experience points are split up too. But yeah, yeah, it's a little irritating.
2: So yeah, that for that works a lot. That works a lot better in this one. Although the flip side is, it makes mages ridiculously powerful because previously, you know, you had to use those powers, to, not powers, use the points to level up the spells, mm-hmm. which would also level up the area of effect. Mm-hmm. Right. So in this case, so in this case, all your wizard spells are going to be leveling up a lot faster, and those area effects. Um, are going to level up a lot easier than they did in in those games, and you know you're just going to turn them into walking machines of death. Well,
0: that's how it. I mean, that's that that's how it was. Like in the first one, was I, I mean, when the wizards were doing large area of effects, and because of that, they could clear out a lot of enemies at once, and they would level yes. insanely as a result. So they would, yeah, they would turn into these massive fragile glass cannons, though. But they would turn to massive walking piles of death now in Disgaea 3 and 4, I'm like level 40, I've been playing for like 35 hours, and I'm still only at the third level of this spell that only can hit three people in the line together. (laughs) Because going up to the fourth and fifth is like
2: a kajillion points. I blame
0: you, of course. Everything's your fault, Mike.
2: (laughs) I mean, um, it's not like the physical characters become useless in Disgaea D2 or anything, because, you know, you're I mean, for starters, you're still going to run into monsters that are resistant to spells, but, you know, mages are just really powerful, and, um, it seems like they were trying to maybe fix some issues with mages and went a little bit too far, but, um, it doesn't, it's, it's not like it makes the game a breeze or anything, you know, there's still plenty of maps later in the game where I, um, were that were very challenging. So, you know, it, it's so that that's a change that works out in a lot of ways and, uh, like I said, obviously makes the game a little bit simpler to deal with um, because you don't have to worry about managing all the, the different characters' skills because they're just learning and learning them as you go along. So, um, it feels so it does feel a little bit like a simpler Disgaea, but not so much that the hardcore players should be scared off or anything. Mm. So, so it's a fun game. Just don't expect too much from the story. I mean, it doesn't even bring back a lot of the fun characters from the original dice. The secondary characters from the original Disgaea. Um So yeah.
0: You probably scared them off.
2: I hope not I mean I I had a lot of fun with it and this is from someone that really does not like the original Disgaea that much so (laughs) it's when I originally went into this I thought you know a a game that's clearly trying to ape the, the feel of the original one with the original cast was probably not gonna you know do much for me and it proved quite the opposite Hmm.
0: No, well, can't wait to give it a shot. I'm trying to blast through three and four, you know, so I can, you know, so I can get to that one without feeling like I'm skipping ahead. So it's sitting yeah. on my desk waiting for me, and <laughs> I'm uh, like I said, I'm kind of closing in on, especially on uh, three. Uh, being on the Vita, it's much much more accessible and easy to jump into. But as I was playing four, but before the cast, and man, it's just frustrating that the PlayStation Three can't suspend, and some of those some of those battles can be pretty, pretty yeah. long because of the way they're oh. set up.
2: When, oh, I know.
0: I, when I see one of those freaking... That one board where they had the artificial lines that create borders that you can't go through, you can throw spells yep. through them, but you can't actually go through them, and you know to get to those monsters in the back, you're going to have to go all the way around.
2: And it's like,
0: <laughs> oh, you serious? You, you know, this battle should be 20 minutes. It just turned into a 45-minute affair. Pain in the butt. <laughs> but, um oh well but yeah I I am enjoying the the, yeah once you once you sink a little time it is once you sink a little time into some of that reincarnation crap and uh, the item world the item world is kind of cool obviously you can power up your items get the residents move them over because that isn't quite as transparent and I don't really like going to FAQs every five seconds um, I don't spend too much time in item world I don't even know what half the residents do it doesn't say it Yeah, it really pisses me off oh I got a witch doctor what the hell does a witch doctor do and how come... Wait, do I hit the select button? Maybe I see it? No, I was like, how do I see what the witch doctor does? I'm... I don't... Evil. Anyway, um, but I mean, I know you're supposed to keep the residents and move them over and combine them and stuff, yeah. but... And, and, you know, it's it's cool to level up an item here and there, but, yeah, reincarnation's where the real power's at. <laughs> I guess you can reincarnate... From what I've read in FAQ, you can reincarnate them up to the heroes anyways five times, um, and then they stop receiving benefit... I believe, from Mm. reincarnating or much benefit from, or nearly as much benefit from it. So you want to reincarnate, the FAQ says, when you can, usually, uh, you know how you can, depending on how many points you put into it, you can get three, six, eight, or 10 bonus points. You want to at least get 6. If you can hold out for, you know, 8 or 10, that's a little bit better, but if you're making that much points, you're probably near the end of the game anyway, so it's more for power levelers to wait that long who are really trying to milk the end game. Mm. But um, but if you're just trying to beat the game, one or you know a couple of a couple of six point reincarnations will will give you a huge leg up, and then just you know reincarnate them, then quickly stack them and level them up through one of those cheesy boards. I love my cheesy boards. <laughs> I think and and if you're for those of you listening who I know you're playing right now in your Vita's um, chapter five, um, the second board, the organized corridor it's called organized for reasons it's organized with lots of experience points i've cleared it 11 times according to this <laughs> it's just a basic room where everything's plus 50% experience and you just stack them up and you use your other heroes to stack up the enemy so they're a good 100 level or so so i usually do like the first like the first time i've reincarnated four, five, four of them um, and i stack them up on top of a hero i'll i'll will kill level 30 first to get them the few few levels real quick because the, the damage of the stack is dependent upon everyone's output so you want to get at least you know one or two good kills in before you start going for like level 100 monsters with your level 30 group <laughs> and now now in Discade 3 I'm like level 48 so I'm, I just gotta get through that stupid board where they just keep leveling level up maybe I should try maybe I should do a run right now and see if I can do it hi the tiger <laughs> yeah cool cool stuff anyways yeah Discade Games guys go out and play and they're lots of fun um, but they are a bit, they, there's no doubt about it. They're a bit grinding. It's it's all in how you grind those. You can grind the levels, yes. you can grind the item levels, you can grind the, you can grind the reincarnations. Um, It's just, it's just crazy. In fact, I need to reincarnate myself with Mage Healer. Just to have that extra healing on tap. Alrighty. Well, I see that I don't have much to say. Because you and I did a lot of the talking right there. Because I'm playing Disgaea three <laughs> and four is mostly my focus. And then um I've also been playing some Pokemon X. Not too much though, because Disgaea keeps pulling me back. But I really want to get through three and four, and then I'll be able to focus more on other games. But man, a uh, huge difference between X and the previous incarnations. Just huge. You can read do we have a review up yet, do you know?
2: Uh, uh, we do not. We do
0: not. But there's plenty of reviews out there already. And a lot of good things being said about it for good reason. If you're into Pokemon games, I mean, if you totally, totally hate them, then this isn't going to change your mind. But if you hated them because, gosh dang it, it's a DS game that looks like a Game Boy Color game and plays like a Game Boy Color game and is slow and all that, a lot of that's changed. A lot more transparency, a lot cooler graphics, a lot cooler sound, and uh, feeling more and more like a more modern RPG. So almost, almost dare I say, almost a tiny Disgaea-y even because now you can you can basically invest in how your attributes grow. I'm still a little fuzzy on it. we've been posting on the mm. forums about it, but I've got Pokemon and every level he gains random attributes, maybe somewhat random, I don't know. but apparently you can train him in a way that kind of directs the growth of his attributes uh, by doing mm. these practice sessions with him on the bottom screen, something something. it's like a three little short 3d game you play. It's like a soccer game or something. And It's okay. It's cute. But everyone, every time you, you you do one, he gains uh, – I, I forget exactly what they're called. It's all on the forums, but I'll call them potential points. <laughs> and, and so if you increase your hit point potential, then when you level up, my general just so far is that your random points will go more into hit points because that's what you trained him for. And he'll experience faster growth than normal. So in that area. So in that way, you can really direct your defensive Pokemon to be more defensive and your offensive Pokemon to have higher special attack or physical attack or whatever. So very it's getting deeper. Apparently that, that process has been in the later Pokemons, but this one makes it a lot more transparent so that stupid people like me who don't want to read FAQs don't really have to. You can kind of see where your potential growth is at right there on the bottom of the screen. So uh, that, that makes it, in my opinion, feel a little bit, little bit more like Disgaea. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of diskaya. And oh, Animal Crossing, New Leaf. So my wife and I were in EB Games and she was asking me about a game, spur of the moment thing. We saw Animal Crossing. I got her a 2DS because she gets seasick on 3D graphics. And, um, yeah, so a lot of people make fun of those 2DS systems, but it actually does the trick pretty, pretty well if you don't really care about the stereoscopic 3D and you want to save 50 bucks Um, uh, it's been working for her just fine and uh, we've been playing so we've been playing that Animal Crossing New Leaf on that one very very interesting kind of weird it just keeps track of it knows what day and time it is and it does like events it's like an MMO it's like it, there was a note on the bulletin board in town saying come on October 31st and Halloween we're going to be selling Halloween masks." I'm like okay And you can send letters and talk to the residents. And in a lot of ways, it kind of feels like an RPG because you're in this community that's growing and thriving and you make decisions that impact it. Uh, But there's no stats. So maybe we don't call it an RPG. But you do make a lot of decisions and direct, you know, the the people. And you interact, you can write them letters. They like you. They give you presents. Uh, It's weird. So, and you can do things with other people. But I'm just getting into it just to... um, just to see what it's like and interact with her on that, so maybe more on that next time or so. But alrighty, well, I think that's about it. Anything else, guys?
2: I don't think so. No.
0: All right. Well, then we have to we have to um, we have to make the legal department feel. That their existence is justified by reading the following. RPG Backcheck is a production of RPGamer, your source for RPG news, impressions, reviews, articles, and home to the base gaming community on the net. So write your questions and comments on our boards or email us. I'm Servant at RPGamer.com. He is Ossie at Hotmail.com. Help shape our future shows. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter.com forward slash RPGamer. Become our biggest fans at Facebook.com forward slash RPGamer. And as always, listen to our previous podcast, as well as our awesome show, sister show, the RPG cast. It's all at rpgamer.com. So on behalf of Mike Apps, Mike Minky, and myself, we thank you for listening. As always, you're the reason we do this. Please leave us eight star reviews on iTunes. They don't have eight stars ratings, but they invented it just for us. Mr. Mike. It's that time of the night again. You gonna say something witty on behalf of Professor Xavier to put us to bed? Mike's thinking really hard about that one. I think Mike went away. Or Mike's on mute. <laughs> oh my gosh, it just fell in our face. It's so anticlimactic. All right. Well, I was going to say X-Men Assemble, but then I remember, wait a minute, that's the wrong group. Oh well. Have a good night. Go read some comics or something.